This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. NBA podcast. I am Jason. With me as usual as Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. We are going to uh, chat about the 1986 playoff game between the Boston Celtics and Chicago Bulls, in which Michael Jordan scores 63 points. It is a classic game, of course, one of the uh, very first that uh, uh, Jordan really emerged and became the you know the superstar that he eventually would become. Even though he was already pretty great at that point, but that's really the first um, you know huge game that added to the legend of Jordan. So um, we recommend that if you're going to listen to this. Uh, Follow along by uh, watching the uh, video, uh, the, the the podcast itself. Uh, it, it's entertaining, but it's probably better if it's a, a accompaniment along with the game. So uh, we have the link in the um, in our notes, and you can find it pretty easily on YouTube as well. So uh, so if you're uh, listening, go ahead and find it and start playing now. All right, and uh, we are looking at uh, a very youthful-looking uh, Dick Stockton uh, <laughs> right. doing some uh, commentary for this uh, for, for this fine basketball game in the uh, very beginning. Uh, it's very odd hair. I don't know what's going on there. It's all yeah, over the place. it is a little <laughs> bit all over. But I, I think that might be a comb-over attempt that uh, you know made just not that went be... really awry. Yeah, but he's got long in the back. I like it though. He's you know not not you know the comb-over he needs, but it's still long in the back. It's still got to go to the bottom of the you know the bottom of your neck because that's you know. That's important. Yeah, it, it definitely that that heavy side part going on there for uh, <laughs> right. for Dick. You know, it's all right. You know, he's a uh, he's on television. He's got to look as youthful yeah. as he can. You know, you got to pull the comb over over. You know, that's. Uh, I always had this irrational. I don't know if you ever had this. Where different colored microphone heads. Did that ever annoy you? <laughs> I cannot say it I've ever noticed it. Me a lot. Until, yes. I don't know why. Yellow and look blue. Look at it. Look, at it. it's so distracting. Once you notice it, you'll never be able to unnotice it from like old TV. Because like now everything's so polished and everyone's got the same colors and everything looks branded. Like he's got the eye. He's got the CBS. He's got blue. He's got yellow. It's it's a mess. Let's go here. Come on. Yeah, maybe somebody's a Michigan fan with amazing blue there. That's true. You're right. That's right. Could it be Tommy Heinsohn? Uh, I would not guess that, but uh, <laughs> it could be. We even, don't know that it's not. Yeah, we all know him, of course, as a huge Boston Celtics homer. But he was a national um, TV analyst during the uh, '80s and was uh, was quite good at that. Actually, he was not quite the uh, partisan that he uh, is today. At least he was able to hide those tendencies. Yeah, too yeah, much Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, if you throw the the the, um, the volume up a little bit in this show, you'll you'll see that he's like, very good. He's like very like nothing at all that like, you think he is. You know, if you listen to him these days, sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoy him to a certain extent these days, but yes, he is very much. You know, there there there's no it's an acquired um, taste these days. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, it's uh, and uh, Pat O'Brien talking to uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Pat O'Brien, and now he's got a red microphone head. What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> red on red, and he, and you're gonna interview Michael Jordan wearing a red jump. Ju- what are you doing? What are we doing here, guys? Yeah, it's, CBS. Uh, you're never gonna be America's number one network. Never. If you start no. doing this stuff, all exactly. right? Come on. Yeah. Uh, no wonder. Yeah, no wonder you're losing to NBC at this point. You know? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you get this stuff together here, but exactly. I love the. 
I love Pat O'Brien. I did. I, I don't remember Pat O'Brien doing games. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Um, yeah, before he did the uh, you know celebrity uh, heavy stuff in the uh, was it Access Hollywood he did in the nineties? I, I, I think he, it was Access Hollywood. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't uh, wasn't the biggest fan of any of those. So I, I'm pretty sure it was Access Hollywood. But yeah, there was well, extra. Too. Was he extra? And extra? Uh, no. Yeah, I, it's hard to say. There's so many, of know. course. You know, Entertainment Tonight <laughs> being the former. I can't believe there were like three of those on like at the same time. <laughs> and, and, yeah, exactly. They like, competed go. with each other. Like, so Stan the uh, so yeah, getting his resume Stan ready. Alec, so. Yeah, definitely getting that resume ready. So the uh, <laughs> the Bulls, of course, have uh, Michael Jordan, um, Orlando Woolrich, uh, Kyle Macy, um, I think Gene Banks and Sidney Grant. I, I oh no, uh, Corzine, obviously one of the uh, Corzine, of course, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. I cannot believe I the great Dave Corzine, the the great indeed Dave Corzine. Um, and uh, the Celtics, of course, have one of the great starting lineups of all time with the. Um, Larry Bird, uh, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, and yeah, Danny Ainge as well. <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, jeez, McHale with the hook. Danny Ainge fan guy. Uh, you know, I just, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Danny Ainge. Is it uh, GM Danny Ainge that, that gets here? Or is well, it, uh, I mean, we, Blue we, Jays, Blue Jays baseball prospect Danny Ainge. But <laughs> we feel the need to glorify Danny Ainge. I feel like as a GM a little too much, but yeah, it's more. I didn't like him as a player. He was kind of obnoxious and annoying. And I was yeah. a, grew up kind of a Lakers fan, so I was a big. I was really into oh, Kareem. Yeah. So yeah, so. Um, yeah, I was not a big uh, Celtics fan in the uh, '80s, but now you know I respect the, the the team. Obviously, the '86 team was quite exceptional. Had uh, 67 wins, uh, top 10 all-time team in SRS, and considered one of the great teams of all time. And and, and you know certainly at the time, um, in competition for that. And um, oh, certainly. Yeah, and um, I, I think Bill Simmons decided that they were the best team ever. That they would beat the. Uh, you know the 90s, 96 Bulls. I, I'm gonna go ahead and guess you probably disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah. um, you know, it's Bill, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's I don't know if I know who my best team. Like, you know what I mean? I have so I have a lot of trouble with that. Like, I, I don't know that I would say uh, right off the hand it would be the 96 Bulls because I mean, there's a lot of things that that kind of happened to make the Bulls that good that year as well. So I don't know if I'm quite ready to say that they're the best ever. I I don't know. It's really hard to um. I because with different eras and whatnot, like I, I really have a tough time being like, oh, would, you know, the with the seventy, you know, seventy one bucks beat the ninety six Bulls. Like I don't know, man, the game was a little different. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, like like I don't know if the ninety six Bulls would beat the two thousand sixteen Golden State Warriors, and that doesn't make either of them, you know, better or worse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that, that there's, you know, if you transplant the the, the two thousand sixteen Warriors to the ninety six, you know, NBA, they might, you know, not do. I, you know, it's, there's so many things that go into it that I just always hate that like straight one on one debate of oh, would that team beat that team or would that player beat that player. Like, I, I just don't like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the fair thing is to consider how they dominated, you know, their era and also consider, right. like, how tough their era was, you know. So, um, I mean, you can argue a lot of the greatest teams of all time happened, you know, r- during an expansion year. And this actually was not during, you know, this was a couple years before expansion. Of course, he was a nice block on Parrish there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stalwart defensive stalwart. Yeah, he's a right there. Yeah, Corzine's very thick. He's a very yeah. He, um, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. He hasn't been working out a lot, but yeah. uh, the, he and he's like the least athletic guy. Like, might be the least athletic NBA player I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's just like just a uh, big lumbering. Hmm. Like, 
I would say I would say Corzine wasn't very athletic, but he was skilled. Like he did have some you know, skill. No, absolutely. No, you can tell. Yeah. Like you'll see from that block. Like he 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 gets by on just pure like brains. Like look at that. Like the pass just went right past him, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> like kind of reaches his hand up. Yeah. Like, I'm not jumping. I mean, that, but... you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like there have been like awkward and more uncoordinated guys, and you know, he he has the you know more skill than a lot of you know. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's like more yeah, than like your seven six. Some of your like seven year. Your, Pavel Preds. Well, who was that one? The Mavericks had that guy. Oh like yeah, seven, seven. Uh, Dude, I forgot what his yeah, name was. He was um, so bad. Was it Pravel? It was Pravel or Pradel? I whatever. Who it, cares? Yeah, I think it was Pavel. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, so. I, it, I'm sure there's there's uh, some Mavericks fans who are very angry at us right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, remember, I used to love. I really remember I him more from um, video game than I remember for because he, yes, he was I would always good. put him in. Yeah. He was great in the video game because he's yeah. like seven foot seven. Right, and then I think I, I was like, this guy's awesome. And then I've watched him play once. I'm like, oh yeah, you need yeah. feet in the NBA. Like, <laughs> you need like footwork. Okay, all right, well, those, never mind. those are important. So I like those. The Mavericks always were good about that. They had a Wing Zizu at, at one point too. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah. Good at the oddities. They're always like, trying out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Mavericks, the amount of guys that they kind of, you know, would, would throw in there and have like, you know, like 15, 20 game stints with the Mavericks. It, yeah, you know, yeah. It ranges from, you know, your random, you know, like <laughs> projects to, that. yeah, to your, um, you, your, your, you know, like Derek Fisher's, you know, random, like, uh, you know, stint there, guys like that, you know, um, Rodman, yeah, right. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, so I forgot about Oakley, of course, uh, getting the rebound uh, there, oh, of course, being yeah, part yeah. of the starting lineup, uh, Woolridge, Corzine, and, uh, and and Kyle Macy, who, yeah, not, not I don't know a whole lot about uh, Kyle Macy uh, other than you know, he was a... Uh, we did a show on him, didn't we? Uh, one of our first five <laughs> or mean, six shows, I believe, was... You can look in the archives. If you search up Kyle Macy over and back, you should be able to find it, but I'm, I'm almost positive we did. I, I don't, uh, don't remember exactly what number, but I, I, I'm fairly certain. And we talked about Kyle Macy for an entire episode. So one of our old school episodes too. We went like an hour and a half on a player. I oh think yeah, yeah, Kyle Macy. <laughs> definitely. I'm almost positive. That was Scottie a good Pippen, of our time. Um, Rick Barry, and then I, then I think Kyle Macy. So I think it was third. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, so so Kyle Macy, he twice led the league in free throw percentage. Uh, spent most of his career with a Phoenix, uh, and um, near the end of it, at this point, uh, he is now an assistant coach with Transylvania University in Kentucky. Yes, which sadly, uh, their mascot is not the vampires, no. which seems like it's, yeah. it's, didn't we, what did we, we looked it up. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not it, very good. Uh, for the, for those of you who are interested, this is actually, Rich and I, our, our second attempt <laughs> to uh, record a part of this show. The, uh, the first 30 minutes originally, which we had Curtis Harris, who will be joining us later, um, the unfortunately that's been lost to uh, posterity because uh, mm-hmm. you know and we, was uh, among our best thirty minutes of radio that we've ever done. A- so. Absolutely, yeah. So there we did we had a few uh, recording issues throughout. So you may notice a few uh, musical interludes uh, here and there, and some uh, occasional uh, dropping in and out. Nothing significant. I- I've edited uh, most of it out. So well, it was we'll blame Skype for the uh, for, for for the. That's good. It was for, really. I mean, to be fair, it was Skype's fault. But yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in a way, it, mine and Skype's fault. So. Sure, sure. Uh, it was your voice who was dropping out most of the time, so <laughs> so I guess we can go ahead and blame you. Uh, Woolridge okay. at the uh, free throw line. Um, yeah, Woolridge was uh, kind of a forgotten, you know, um, pretty good player for a while. 
Yeah, the the thing with Warwich, which kind of it sort of sucks, is that he was you know prior to the Jordan era. I mean, that was the marquee player for the Bulls. It was between him, you know, you had the artist Gilmore, like the late artist Gilmore era, uh, Reggie Theus, David Greenwood, but then it was Orlando Warwich who was just kind of coming into his own around this time. And the Bulls, you know, they draft Michael Jordan, and then it's like this, you know, this enigma that comes in, and Warwich is just kind of on the outside looking in. I mean, he doesn't really fit in, you know, with Jordan. Like they don't work as well together. But it's just such a you, you know you see this guy who's who's kind of emerging. who averages twenty points a game this year. He shoots almost fifty percent from the field so he's a guy that you know you look at a small forward star and you look at a guy okay here, here's a guy that the bulls can build around uh but then they get michael jordan and they don't really need him anymore so it was kind of quickly where they the world was just you know no longer needed and after this year he signed as a free agent with the nets um apparently there were drug issues as well kind of beginning with this year and then leading up into um you know his post bulls career i uh, went to the nets and a few other different spots after that and unfortunately he died in uh, 2012 um, as well. And it was kind of a sad story about him dying too. But one of the big parts of his career is like, this was the guy that was, I mean, he was there for the Bulls. He was one of the emerging Bulls stars. And then Jordan comes and there's just no need for Orlando Woolridge anymore. So he's kind of forgotten for that reason, but a really good player in his time. Just, you know, <laughs> the, the, it hasn't, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't aged gracefully in, in terms of how uh, NBA circles and, and how they perceive him. Yeah. He seems like he would have been the kind of guy who had the right skills and attributes to fit along with Jordan like if they had just if he had been able to hone his game and you know, he, he just seemed like a guy with the you know a, a lot of size and the tools to um, you know be able to kind of not, not kind of a sort of halfway between Pippen and Grant maybe is in terms of you know, kind of being that um, rebounding forward and maybe being able to you know have some versatility you know, not, not necessarily like the ball handling you know obviously not nearly as good as those players but you know, if you squint, you could kind of see him being a guy who would have fit in alongside of Jordan pretty well, given, you know, if he probably, first of all, not having the drug issues and also, um, you know, just being able to play alongside him. But yeah, I, or or deal with Michael Jordan. Too. Right. There's that. <laughs> not yes. just on the court, but also, you know, Michael Jordan, the, the, the person, which people kind of forget. And of course, this is a good game to oh, sort of represent that. it. And that was a famous, that's the famous video gift that you've probably seen a thousand times of a. Yes. Uh, uh, Jordan crossing over Larry Bird right there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, around this time, I mean, it's kind of funny. We, you know, what we think of now as Michael Jordan and this guy who was always good. He was always great. He always won championships. He was such a – I mean, this guy, there was a lot of issues right now with, uh, you know, the Bulls, with Michael Jordan, what Michael Jordan was, what he would become, you know, what kind of you know player he was for his teammates, what kind of player he was for his coaches. Like, we kind of forget this era of Michael Jordan. I mean, he wasn't – perceived. I mean, he was a budding superstar, no doubt. And, you, you know, you'll find out from the context of the game, you know, an awesome player. But there were issues with him too. I mean, it wasn't all just, uh, you know, roses. Yeah, absolutely not. And you know, he'd only played 18 games this year because of a foot injury, one that, you know, people were worried about uh, whether he'd come back from. There was, we're going to talk about it later, but there was a whole lot of um, fighting with um, Jordan and uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager, and Jerry Reinsdorf, of course, the owner of the Bulls, about, you know, when Jordan was going to come back. And, it, you know, it was it was delayed for months. And then, you know, they basically wanted to tank the season and, and sit him out. And then he came back and, you know, fought with uh, over minutes left limits and it, it, it was just a big mess so um you know they were a 32 and 50 team that made the playoffs um so it you know it was not a good situation obviously if jordan had been healthy you know they probably would have been close to 500 or better um so they would have been okay they had some talent but um yeah definitely um you know th- this team was troubled beyond just jordan's injury of course yeah, absolutely. We're looking at uh, other scores around the league right now, which is pretty yeah. great. Uh, we do. We should mention that, of course, um, this being the playoffs, 
you know, you're thinking, oh, man, the Bulls are probably a pretty good team, right? They're in the playoffs against the Boston Celtics, right? Well, don't Dominique with 50, by the way. Uh, not so fast because they were actually 30 and 52. Yes. <laughs> it was not a good, just a very odd year. Was, um, you know, people think that, you know, this is a really just just a ridiculous era of, um, and, and we I don't remember if this got lost in the recording or if it was in our intro part, but um, Curtis let us know that the, the big reason why this is such a weird playoff year and why, you know, the next two years were kind of weird as well is this is the first year where they added a few more teams into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so before you, you know, you add a few more teams, but then it would be two more years until they would actually add new teams to the league when Miami and Charlotte came in in, you know, 88. So you have this, like, you know, not enough, way too many playoff spots for not enough good teams, and you result in the Chicago Bulls, you know, being 30 and 52 getting in the playoffs. But it wasn't just them, though. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, the, the 86 Eastern Conference, the six-seed Washington, they were 39-43, so they weren't much better. Uh, and the West actually, surprisingly, wasn't very good either. The seven-seed Sacramento was 37-45. and 45. Uh, San Antonio, we saw both those up there. They both got slaughtered by the teams they were uh, facing. It was the Rockets, and I think the Lakers just slaughtered the San Antonio and, and, and Sacramento. But San Antonio, uh, they were the eight-seed, and they were 50, uh, 35, rather, uh, and 47. So really a lot of bad playoff teams here, uh, but a lot of really good, you know, powerhouse teams as well. Of course, you had the Boston Celtics, as you mentioned, 67 and 15, uh, Houston, 51 and 31, the Lakers at 62 and 20, uh, then Philadelphia at uh, 54 and 28. So a lot of powerhouse teams, but a lot of bad teams kind of sneaking into the playoffs as well. Yeah, this was a really, this was definitely a year of, you know, you're really great or you were really bad and there wasn't a whole lot um, in between. Yeah, it was actually 84 where, they, where it expanded to 16 teams in the playoffs and then um, it as you mentioned, yeah, eighty. Uh, I think eighty nine season was the first uh, expansion uh, mm-hmm. season. Okay. Then ninety, they added two more teams, so it went from twenty three to twenty seven teams. So they, they, and then obviously in the nineties had more expansion, and they have not expanded the playoffs uh, uh, since then, thankfully. So, um, so oh yeah, nice nice move by Jordan uh, getting the end one there. So. Um, yeah, so there was definitely a lot of the worst. You know, we did an episode on worst playoff teams, and quite a few of them were right from this, you know, eighty-four to um, eighty-eight gap. Where, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, a time where it would be easy for teams to fit into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if this is Jordan starting to kind of get hot here a little bit. Um, th- that got lost in the ether, but uh, Curtis and I uh, and all, all three of us were really good at uh, uh, badmouthing Michael Jordan the first few minutes of the game because he misses a bunch of shots. Like he has a bunch of turnovers, and it's like, oh man, he looks great, you know. And then yes. Woolridge looks great in the first few minutes of the game. Like if, if you're watching with us, you know, Woolridge Ooh, nice looks pass. like he's going to score 63. But you know, uh, nice pass by uh, Walton to Bird, and then Bird uh, is unable to finish. And there's Michael Jordan, who uses a smaller size ball than the rest of. <laughs> Did you see it? Like it's just yeah, amazing. It does. Yeah. That guy's hands and the yeah. strength to do that too. It's not easy to do. Like even yeah. if you have big hands, it's hard. Corsi there's Corsi. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. smooth moves. Yeah, those are going to work at the rec center for a long time. Like that dude's <laughs> going to drop. <laughs> if you need a point, if if, if it's ten nine and you, you you know you want to wrap this game up. Go into eleven, you get the ball into Corzine and let him work in the post, and he's gonna he's gonna win that game for you. Oh, Bird, yeah. ooh, nice. yeah. is a good, a decent defender too. Woolridge it seems in this yeah, game. Yeah, so yeah, he's doing all right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably a guy who would be interesting to examine a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Not that we need to whole show on him or anything, but um, but yeah, he he's sort of a, um, a definitely a, a what if case. I mean, he was pretty good on the. Uh, he kind of definitely had up and down period in his career. Obviously, the drugs will do that. Sure. Was pretty good in '89 with the um, Lakers, and you know was. Um, you know, had an interesting career for sure. Um, and w- later on was um, – he was a, a WNBA coach for the LA Sparks and led them to yeah. uh, some of their better uh, success. So, so yeah. The, and drugs uh, are a huge issue, by the way, with, with this team, the Bulls team. Um, I mean, we can get into I, – I think – I don't recall if we got into that later in the show. 
Uh, but plenty of guys on this team had issues. Quentin Daly, um, yeah. he's not been on this game and not even on the roster anymore. He stopped in, I think, uh, February, uh, stopped playing for them. But he, you know, had uh, tons of issues with him. Um, and yeah, and it, it, it went, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. George Gervin, you, you know, I think he had a little bit of issues this year as well. Just a lot of stuff, you know, kind of piling on this year. But it was a, it was a very interesting uh, kind of dynamic, this whole Bulls team. And, you know, you got, uh, as we, you know, mentioned later in the show with Stan Elbeck and, and Michael Jordan and the management. It's just a, it's a very, very um, just tough situation going on for the Chicago Bulls at this time. Just yeah. a mess. kind of. And not a mess are the uh, Boston Celtics, uh, of course. Um they, in addition to their starting lineup, which we mentioned, they also have uh, uh, Bill Walton, the sixth man of the year this year, the best year of his career outside of the two great Portland years, um, and uh, uh, was uh, basically, you know, left for dead. Um, you know, was 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 stuck in uh, with with the Clippers. Had returned for the '83 season after missing three full seasons and only playing 14 games in 1980. So he missed two years in a row. Returned for the 83 season and played part of each of those uh, seasons, I think 33 and 55 games, and then um, agreed to a trade uh, to the uh, Celtics, but had to basically forfeit all the money he was owed by um, Donald Sterling to uh, do that. And then uh, the uh, the Celtics doctors wouldn't uh, wouldn't clear Walton, and then uh, Red, Walton tells a story about uh, Red Auerbach, you know, visiting him and saying, you know, you, you know, you can you play? And then, you know, Walton promising that he could, and he's like, you know, go ahead and clear him, you know, basically. Uh, <laughs> which you know, even if, if, even if, even if uh, Walton is exaggerating, as I suspect possibly he might be, uh, that no. is uh, still a fun story. So, no, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, that. Um, that even he had the desire to play because honestly, if I were him, I'd just be like, man, I've so much all pain. These yeah. issues, like I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. out. It's over. Especially you know in that situation in San Diego, to still have the love of the game after you know what happened in the Clippers and what happened in, to the, lo- the level of his career. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it was. I you know I had this unfinished business. I want to prove that I still have you know something in me, anything in me. I'm sure, but like it's it'd be I would have an impossible time saying, yeah, okay, let, let's get back on the court, let's get ready, let's do this, and not only that, you know, have a really good year, you know, to boot. So yeah. It's 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 really admirable what he was able to do. Yeah, and he looks. I mean, he looks. He's moving quickly. You know, I mean, obviously he's hobbled, but he. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised at his ability to sort of move quickly and to, and to run and to be able to do that despite uh, obviously having you know the, the foot problems and the, the the pain that he was in. Yeah, you'd think he'd be more like Corzine, where he just like rely on smarts and no athleticism whatsoever. But, right. Uh, you can see that he's getting around pretty good. I mean, he got for a rebound uh, a few minutes ago and got got a pretty high too. So uh, he's definitely affecting the game in a lot of ways. So it, it, it's definitely interesting to see, given you know what you know is going on with his feet and his knees and his back, and you know just just absolutely ravaged by injuries at this point too. So yeah, some foreshadowing later on in the show. We were going to be very surprised at how much uh, how many rebounds Bill Walton has in this game. So uh, you look oh, forward to right. that. Yes, 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 yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah so. Um, so uh Dennis Johnson um he's uh he, he sort of toward the end of his kind of peak he would start to fall off a little bit come 87 88 was basically done by uh by 90 or so as an effective player but uh obviously was really the player when he came in in 84 was able to um turn the team around after they had sort of they had faltered and been swept by the uh, bucks in 83 and obviously mm-hmm. led them to three finals and two championships in a uh, three way well, you know helped lead them obviously bird was important too and Parrish and McHale as well so there's Corzine skying down the yeah <laughs> good hustle Corzine. He, 
Uh, he should not have wore short shorts. I think he should have <laughs> been before, even before Jordan. I think Dwayne Corzine should have said, "You know what? I'm actually going to wear some longer shorts yeah, if you guys yeah. don't mind." Like, yeah, guys don't mind. Oh, Mikhail just does <laughs> oh, yeah. him dirty. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> Mikhail. Yeah, Mikhail. You. It has that really weird cut to his jersey where it's um, it's almost more like a tank top than it is a jersey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, oh, yeah. The Celtics kind of had that old fashioned cut, but I feel like it's even more pronounced. Oh, yeah, Jordan yeah, steals it from Mikhail. <laughs> Charge! Oh, what? Walton's oh, mad. Walton's gonna be pissed. Walton's flaming mad. Walton is not gonna be happy about that. No. What's this, Michael Jordan? Why? Why is he get taking my calls? I was the yeah, MVP. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice Jordan. A nice steal by Jordan. I should give it up, Mikhail. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of guards on the team, buddy. <laughs> there you go. He shouldn't be handling the ball. Foreshadowing to his uh, his coaching of James Harden <laughs> later ah, in life. There you go. Oh, there's Jerry Seesting, number there twelve. We go. Yeah. We'll talk more about Jerry Seastein later, so I won't. Uh, we do, yes. Uh, and the I, whiteness, I won't, I won't the whiteness of the Celtics we talk about later. Yeah, uh, yeah as we, well. we, so. that made the cut. So uh, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got we've got uh, Gene Banks, our favorite. Yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about Gene uh, Banks. Hustling, I, hustling Gene Banks. Yes. So he's uh, he he was he's enjoyable to uh, watch in this game for uh, uh, for lots of good things. The other guys who are uh, the marginal bulls that you may not have heard of, uh, Sidney Green, who. Um, was uh, in his last year for Chicago, then bounced around the league through in 93. Gene Banks, also near the end of his career, he played with the Spurs for a few seasons in the early um, 80s. It was the first ever McDonald's uh, Classic uh, MVP. And um, I don't think he's in yet, but of course we we alluded to it, but uh, George Gervin, this is uh, his final season. And in fact, this is his final game. Uh, he does not play in game three of the series and has a pretty um, you know ignominious uh, appearance in here. So uh, I think Banks and Bird just kind of got into it. Uh, yeah. Bird grabbed him by the neck. Fight, neck. fight, fight. Yeah. Albeck's ready to go. Yeah. Albeck will fight you. He's not afraid. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Look at Banks. Yeah. <laughs> He's just staring back. I'll yeah. kill you. <laughs> How dare you, Larry Bad? I don't care who you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to blame Bird on that. that oh, yeah. Well, and you grabbed him by the jersey. Yeah. I don't know about the, <laughs> the reaction wasn't great either. But yeah. Well, you know. He's not going to talk it over. Not going to take any mess from Larry Bird. <laughs> You're five. This Larry Bird guy, I'm telling you. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's done. I think Larry's done. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, does he have any more good years in him? I say no. <laughs> Pro- probably not. No. 87? Nah. Yeah. Got no. Garbage. Uh, also, John Paxson is on this team. Um, mm-hmm. Is he a rookie this year or he's he's young? Um, I know that. I don't think he's a rookie, but he's he's young. They, they actually, I think they acquired him, if I remember correctly. Um, let, let me find that out because I, I, he's not. He's not a rookie, but I forgot how he got on the team. Okay. Did, did he come from Cleveland? Did he play for Cleveland briefly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how long though. How long was he at Cleveland for? I think only I don't maybe, think it was long. Yeah. It was not. Or no, the Spurs. Was he part of the? Was he part of the um, uh, Griffin trade? I guess. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, selected by the Spurs, the 19th overall pick of the 1983 draft. Um, then he signed as a free agent with the Bulls. So. All right. Well, there you there go. There you go. Hmm. I did it's not know that. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Great Transaction. Story. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> John Paxson transactions. Let's discuss more. Checking uh, Bird's, that was it. Checking Bird's wrist it. right now, making sure he's okay. Here was the star of our entire show, oh, Mike Schmeck. Mike Schmeck. Yes, Schmeck. <laughs> Schmeck. Did we ever come – I think – I don't know if we ever came to a conclusion of what it, it actually did we, is. Did we ever look it up on uh, – Schmeck. 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 Go with Schmeck. Okay, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Schmeck. Not Shrek. 
Not Shrek. No, no. not to be confused. No, uh, not to easily be confused with Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be easy to do. So we don't want to. We don't want to do that. Ah, Mikhail with the pre jumper there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get into a lot of discussions. It, it's not uh, – you, me, and Curtis do not do a very good job, but then we have our uh, our, our bad white centers expert come on later uh, in the show. And he yes, Rainus does it, so. a nice uh, job. Yeah, right? that, that's really his – Breaking like, that down, yeah. Yeah, that that's his wheelhouse for sure. It, it was nice. We didn't know it was, but it is. After, after listening to the show, you'll know that is his wheelhouse because yes. he knows like ridiculous facts about many, many bad white centers. So. It, it, it was good. It was a, it was a nice time. So, um so um so yeah um so I, yeah, George Gervin's this was his last uh, season he mm-hmm. um he did have a 45 point game during the season so like it, it wasn't like it was all bad for him during the entire year but uh, I think talk about it later but yeah Jordan didn't really want him on the team and uh, I mean it actually was probably helpful for them with Jordan being out and he was able to you know still be a reasonably good, good scorer but yeah not uh not not ideal situation for him so but then he ended up playing for years and years and years after this too, which was just fascinating. I mean, obviously not in the NBA, yeah, but in um, Europe, yeah. But yeah, you'd surprise. I mean, like way late into his life, he was still playing, which is is great. I love it. Like, yeah, love a guy that's still. I mean, he played for the Quad City Thunders and the CBA. We, I think we have a CBA discussion during. Uh, we did, yeah. Uh, that, that, I made the cut, so yeah. Oh, don't, good. Don't worry about it. Yes, good discussion. Yes, I so. still haven't gone to a, a D League game though, but soon. Okay, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Walton there, not. Uh, <laughs> Not exactly looking out on uh, defense. Ooh, uh, Macy with a uh... see. Now was that a three pointer? Did we did we double check that? Um. Oh yeah. Did, what, what happened? There was with that? We, we discussed over, it later. There was controversy over that because because they like didn't count it as a they didn't count it as a three pointer, right? Even though it's clearly a three pointer. Yeah, right? that was clearly a three pointer. Yeah, we're gonna. You're... Yeah, that's what it was. We looked it up and it what they didn't call it a three pointer, even though like oh are we gonna get a replay of this? Maybe maybe the box. Or we're just gonna see Dave Corsi's ass for a long time. Yeah. Oh, no, they're going to show the fight. Yeah, no, okay, so that was what it was, because later I, I come up with a fun fact that the Bulls box score shows no three-pointers made, but, like... Yeah, maybe the box just, score is just mistaken, and maybe, you know, um, the, the one... I assume you used a basketball reference box score. Yeah, I did, yes, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, well, then Kyle Macy's career is, is, you know, up to this point. If he's, like, one, you know, three-point made away from, you know, Hall of Fame eligibility, it's like, you know, <laughs> and if, like, people are like, you know, look, if he's got, you know, 200 three-point made, I'll, I'll yeah. get him in, but at 199, I'm not going to vote him, yeah. you know, that, that that would really suck, so I, I maybe I, we should send this along to the, uh, um, the proper authorities, I don't know who yeah, that would be. To, to, to Naismith, uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Naismith, I'm, Mr. Naismith, Naismith himself. The basketball day, yeah, yes. this, the, we're recording this on the, on the basketball day. We so, are, oh, yes, yeah. uh, December 21st, has been, a, uh, did you do anything uh, fun for basketball day, uh, Rich? Um, I played basketball at lunch. Does that count? Oh, it does count. Yes, I uh, I consumed uh, basketball and recorded a podcast about basketball. So fantastic. Yeah, uh, counts. I uh, I'm talking to you about basketball now. Yes, so really. Indeed. Yes. So all right. So Kyle Macy had 192 career three pointers. Oh wow. I mean, you get 193. That's a whole different ad. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's an upper echelon. It's like one, yeah. You know, it's it's a good cutoff. But that you know, now he's is. he's stuck. You know, back there. Sucks. Yeah. Jordan. Own bulls here. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel like Jordan. I'm sure he has scored a lot in this game, but I, I like, it, it really doesn't like. It's the end of the game where you really get a lot uh, of, yeah. and a lot of it it's like at the line too. He does a That's bunch, true. but he, he scores a lot too. Like he's, he's a lot of jumpers or whatever. But yeah, like the first quarter, he really just not doing much of anything. Yeah, he's I kinda, mean, he does score you know, a, f- a fair number of points in the first quarter, but yeah, it is not. It's not like they're feeding him directly. I mean, it's more right, of. A, right. 
you know, going through the offense kind of thing. He's just, well, the other thing, too, then I, I forgot who brought this up. I think Curtis brought it up in our original recording is, um, you know, people have this idea of like this era of Jordan was just like he just dunked over everybody. He was just jumping and flying and like he had no skills. He was just like a super athlete or whatever. And it's not true at all. Like you watch all this, like half, you know, half his points are just like mid-range jumpers. Like he had yeah. that. You know that drop step fadeaway, that, that that really good mid range jumper. He had that from forever, and that's yeah. really what propelled him to superstar. It wasn't, you know, the athleticism was great, as you just saw by you know him coming out of nowhere to block Bill Walton. I mean, of course, right. that was a huge part of what made Jordan Jordan. But what made Jordan Jordan as well is you know really good jump shot and really good fundamentals as well. And even in this era, um, he's not just a, a, a wild athlete. And we mentioned as well that you know the foot being still not very well healed, as you can tell by his limping and and stuff like that. You know that that's another aspect as well. He he's just you know. Um, and that's it for Mike Schmeck, by the way. So yes. I hope you enjoyed it. So. Schmeck, Schmeck is gone. Yeah, so yes. hope, you, hope you enjoyed that. So him and George Gervin had very short stints in this game. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just like it's just kind of fascinating to see because I, I even have that perception, too. Of Jordan is just this like wild athlete at this point, but he's, he's still got the fundamentals. I mean, you can tell you yeah. know what, what, what he had even now. I mean, he obviously honed them over, you know, many years. Yeah, yeah but 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 yeah. yes, he you know, they are definitely on on display. Um, n- no question about it. So. So, yeah, uh, Bill Walton at the uh, free throw line. Yeah, they hit that sort of shot put um, free throw. Um, but his percentage was good. So, you know. Do you remember how crappy the ball looks? I always notice that when I watch old basketball. The ball yeah. just looks like really bad. Like, it's, like, beat up. Like, like Bill Walton played with it out in his driveway. It just, like, <laughs> yeah. told him to come it's, bring it. Like, it's darker. Oh, uh, Walton takes a tumble, but uh, he, he appears to be okay. I haven't noticed like Scott Webb. I have no Scott Whitman uh, playing in this game. I feel like. Um, yeah, has he come yet? Who's, who's, I mean, he, he plays in the game for sure, but. Um, yeah, but I haven't. Uh, I do. I do think we're at the all white lineup uh, at this point. So, or we, oh, we are. Yeah, nice yeah. peak, peak. Yeah. So, look at these. Why do we might be number and... eight? I'm not. I. Uh, I'm not. It's hard to tell. But there are a lot of white guys <laughs> along guys. here. Carlisle is 34. <laughs> Celtics, I'm pretty so sure. Yeah. Yes. It's so we are uh, not com- easy. Yeah, we we know Bird, but yes. So we are coming to the point in which uh, we are about to match up with our um, other recording. So when we come back, you will hear us with uh, Curtis Harris of Pro Hoops History. And then um, and then Rainus Lattice uh, will uh, join us. Lamar Maddock uh, of The Handle Podcast will come on as well. And we will uh, talk about uh, a lot more uh, fun stuff about this game. So hopefully you are enjoying the show. There will be a f- maybe a few musical interludes uh, in there as well. As well. So Hopefully that's fun for everyone. And uh, yeah, my fault. Sorry, that's all right. And we will be back again in a moment. Rick Carlisle, come on! All right, what are you doing? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Back at it. Yeah. There oh, now, now, nice. Gabe's got it all now. This is it. This is it for George Gervin, too. Last game of his entire career. Completely overshadowed, too, but that little upstart, Michael Jordan. Yeah, what a punk. No no respect for his helpers. No. Which, especially because uh, <laughs> Jordan hated, you know, George Gervin. I mean, of course, this, this is uh, obviously a constant uh, Michael Jordan rookie year. Well, pretty much just like Chris thing, but hated that George Gervin signed. He traded for Gabe. Uh, just did not like Gervin on the team at all. There's the rumor that George Gervin was a part of like the freeze out of the I don't know. It 
Oh, that's probably uh, it's like ego batting thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, – I, I don't think we mentioned before, but this is actually Gervin's uh, final game. He does not play yeah. in game three of the series, so uh, sort of a ignominious way for him to uh, end his career. He doesn't look like he's particularly he's, – he's out there now. He doesn't look like he's particularly, like, uh, excited about the game. Let's uh, put it that no, way. Oh, no. I, I don't think he likes being on the Bulls this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's also being guarded by Rick Carlisle, so that was... Uh, that's true. That, that, that's kind of like a, a sign that you're finished. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just did Rick Carlisle. He'll be all right. Yeah. He had a 45-point game earlier on in the season, so he did at times yeah. obviously still have the old magic, but um, I, I don't know if once Jordan came back, it wasn't fun for him anymore or, you know, or... I'm uh, sure that's stuff. exactly what it was. I'm sure that was a big, I'm sure that was a big part yeah. of it, but... Yeah, obviously he was close to being done. He, you know, he, he played he played overseas, I, I think, but he didn't. Yeah, obviously he didn't play in the NBA yeah, again. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, and so I, he also things ended for him kind of badly in uh, San Antonio. He had he fought with Cotton Fitzsimmons, and uh, you know wasn't really happy there. So yeah, I mean, don't forget, like Altbeck was the coach in San Antonio, right? So. Yeah, like, right. Don't exactly. Go back to coach he liked probably, but well. yeah. But the coach he liked wasn't uh, wasn't that probably had that happy either. So yeah, the way they yep. make the way they make Allback twist in the wind after the season is done, and the way they court Doug Collins and Collins is like a um, yeah he he has like you know, like there's like secret meetings and stuff, and um, I mean they really <laughs> uh, they really did stand Allback pretty dirty after uh, this was done. And then we do the same thing for Doug Collins <laughs> in a few years. So. <laughs> yes. comes around, or goes around, comes around. <laughs> yes. So. so, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Gervin's Wikipedia. I had no idea he played in the Continental Basketball Association. I really wish I was like 10 years older, just so I was old enough to like drive to like watch Continental Basketball Association. Like the amount of like awesome players that went through that league and what a wild league that was. Oh man, I, I really wish. Because like now I would be stupid enough to be like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to see the Quantity Thunder or whatever. Like. So I could do that. Like that would be reasonable. Where on a weekend I would just drive four hours. Uh, that's another thing Isaiah Thomas killed. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, unfortunate if that's not around anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rockford. Uh, I forgot what they were. Yeah, I feel like if you were going to put that's a not new far from me at all, that's like an hour and a half. I'll do that. I'll do that every weekend. If you were going to put a new team in the Quad Cities, you'd have to call them the Quad City DJs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the Space Jam song. Yeah. <laughs> the warm-up song. That's the one good thing about Space Jam is that song. No, hold on. Monster. <laughs> no, the Monster's Anthem. What are you talking about? The soundtrack is pretty solid on Space Jam. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. I believe I can fly. Yeah, I, okay. I don't remember the. Uh, I don't remember that song, Rich, but I... Uh, the Monster's I, I, Anthem. Oh, that's a, that's a hard, that's, that's a hard <laughs> song there. You got Busta Rhymes in there. You got... Uh, I think... Uh, who's in there? Cypress Hill. Uh, I don't know if both members of Cypress Hill. Alright, I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it again. Like the last no, time, no, it's, I... it's actually like a legit good song. Like L Cool J has like a really good verse on. Like I'm not I'm not lying. It's like a legitimately good song. So. All right, well I I take it back then. I I didn't mean to disparage. Yeah, you got uh... Buster Rhymes, Coolio, L Cool J, Method Man, and Be Real. Well, All right, set them straight, bitch. There you go. <laughs> Hit him high. Hit him high is the name of the song. We use it in our intro. <laughs> that's the uh, I forgot our old our old show intro. Oh, that's uh, the that beat. Was. I used it at the end. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice little beat, right? Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I'm older than you guys, so I don't know all these, you know, I don't know all these fancy references. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about this 20-year-old soundtrack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was a very old teenager by the time that came out. I wasn't listening all to right, that. I'm, I'm was, looking at the soundtrack here. You're, I, you're still wrong, Jason. This soundtrack is so good. I fly like an eagle. Solid seal song. Fly City DJs. I believe I can fly. Hit them high. The Monstars anthem. They have the, the Chris Rock and Barry, Barry White songs on there. Too. Yeah, Basketball Jones. Basketball yeah, Jones. Right, right, I, I was listening right? to Fugazi, but then I don't know what you guys were listening to. But All my days with changing faces and the little guy named Jay-Z in there. So There you go. Mo- Mon- Monica had a song with SL. Yeah, oh, well, okay, Monica. I do enjoy Monica. There's, you know. I, uh, for you, I will. Monica, Upside Down, Round and Round by Salt and Pepper. What what an iconic, like. A snapshot of 1996, right there. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to download that one later and, uh, and, and see. Maybe it'll be like a great discovery it. for the... legally purchasing, right? Well, I mean, download it after I legally purchase it. That's what I mean. Right, because now you have rights to legally purchase. Yeah, okay. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Well, I don't know if there's any other way to to purchase things, but. <laughs> so hey guys, how are you doing? Oh, right. Oh, hey. 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 Yeah, I finally managed my Skype problems. Yeah. We'll just keep walking in. It's. Well, we are yeah. Yeah, people just keep walking into the party. That, that's <laughs> that's true. But uh, Rainus, welcome. And uh, we were just talking about the uh, Space Jam uh, soundtrack, which I knew nothing about, but apparently is a classic soundtrack. So, of course, when you watch the 1986 Chicago Bulls, you would think immediately Space. Yeah, oh, I don't even yeah. know how the hell we got on that, but we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, that's definitely the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've uh, we've actually talked relatively little about the the game itself, other than a few uh, <laughs> well, Mike Smeck jokes and um, <laughs> you know and making fun of uh, Dave Corzine. But other than that, we've uh, we, we haven't really analyzed it as much as you know, you might hope. So, well, Larry Bird's had a great left-handed layup. So. That's true. Yes. For some reason, uh, b- before joining this chat, I thought that there sh- there would definitely be some Mike Schmeck talk. So <laughs> you're, you're in luck. So yeah. there was plenty. There was I believe we talked about him more than he played in this game. He played for two <laughs> minutes, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're at like three minutes and forty five seconds of total Mike Schmeck talk. Yeah, so. Mike Schmeck played so little in this game that I did not bother writing anything down about him uh, in, <laughs> in my notes. So because <laughs> I didn't figure we, it would be important. But wow, you take notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> I have I not used that many, this. but yeah. But hey, he's the he's the only international player in this game, so you have to take some notes on Mike Schmack, I guess. Ah, there you go, there you go. So I didn't know he was international. There you go. Yeah, yeah. get from Canada, good. right? Oh, I don't count that. <laughs> it does count, Rich. I believe. Well, no. for, the, for for the no. mid eighties, when there's basically only Uwe Blob and Detlef Shrimp, I, I think that counts. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And Georgi Glushkov, of course, my apologies to the... And, and Manu Bowl. We, we talked about Manu. He was on the rookie. That's true. Yes, oh, he, of course, yeah. Yeah, he was a tied for a seventh in all rookie uh, voting. So, rookie of the year voting. And I think he was all defense, second team. Or was it the next year? I, I think it, it should have been his rookie year. This will be a very easy question for you guys, but uh, can you guess who played the most minutes for the Bulls? For the Bulls in this game, oh, I know because I looked it up, so I won't, um, I won't spoil it. It's probably Orlando Woolrich. Cause it is Orlando. Yeah. Jordan's been sitting on the bench for a while now for some stupid. Yeah, reason. Orlando plays fifty-four minutes. Spoiler alert: This goes to double OT. But. And let's—we've been making fun of Dave Corzine, but he just hit a jump shot. There you so. go. Yeah, you know, you gotta be fair and balanced. Dave Corzine made a shot. Yeah. Um, I think John Paxson's out there. Wait, yep, this, this, I, I was listening to the commentary. Who did Tommy Heinz said should be used as a decoy to pass the ball to 
they proceed. Uh, because I really hope you said Michael Jordan should be used as a decoy to pass all the same proceed. I, I don't know that he said that, but I'm going to go with the idea that he did. The light you to know that. Uh, all right, now Gervin's trying to post up on Dennis Johnson. That's yeah, and, yeah, and they're they're not they are making an aggressive attempt not to give him the ball. So, <laughs> right, yeah, like 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 Paxton looked at him for like a minute. Was nah. Yeah, I guess I guess they're afraid what Jordan will do if they pass him the ball. So, <laughs> but Jordan's still sitting on the bench, man. He's yeah. Well, I mean, he can glare at them. He can he can exact his revenge later. So. Bird. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 Did Porzine did not play, uh, <laughs> did not rim protect uh, to the level <laughs> that you would expect, but that's fine. Oh, George. Is that it? That's yeah, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. I think that's it for him. George Gervin. George Gervin's wow. NBA career is done. What a perfect. He didn't even take a game. shot, did he? No, he no, didn't uh, take a shot. No, he, he, did he doesn't not. do anything. No. He gets one assist, one foul. Yeah. What a gift, too. Did you see it? He just looks at the bench like, God. <laughs> it's over. I'm done. I guess Paxson, other than Jordan, is Paxson's the only um, championship player on these teams, right? Yeah, yeah. You have Oakley, of course, who was a big part in because the trade for Cartwright was obviously a big part. So I kind of consider Oakley a little bit of like a conduit to it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's Paxson. Unless I missed the uh, Sydney Green. I don't know, uh, 1992, but I, I, I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't think so. What, was Corzine on the bench for the for the uh, 91 team? Am I making that up? I don't think no. so. I, think he was I, have, no I don't think he was. I don't, I don't think he survived that long in the NBA. That's, I mean, he looks, like, he looks like he's on his last legs in this game. So. Yeah, yeah. 90, he played all the way until 91 with Seattle. He played oh, uh, uh, after okay. 89, he went to Orlando. Hey, Curtis, if you were white and like kind of tall, you could last a long time in the NBA. Like that era, could, as but... sad as it was, like six eleven and white, you were going to get like fourteen years out of the NBA. So. Milwaukee would pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, or yeah, I think it, probably expansion really helped those guys because that you know they gave them four teams, sure. four options for uh, you know like I mean almost like twelve roster spots where those you know um, you know where where they could uh, get an extra year or two. I mean, a lot of those guys were on Orlando or Miami or or uh, Minnesota. For... Yeah, well, actually, the last two guys I talked about, Sidney Green was on the Hornets, and then Corzine was on uh, Orlando. So yeah, like two examples right there. But... There it goes affirmative action for old white centers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Minnesota picked up Milwaukee's Randy Brewer, so that turned out well. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would like to hope there was a quota for like bad white set, like bad white. Now we gotta sign Find out what Corzine's doing. I, I'm sure he was Where's a Mark good. Eaton? I'm sure all he was Mark a good Eaton's locker room presence. Doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had all the fundamentals. Yes. Yeah, so where's Where's Gaminsky? You know, where's uh? <laughs> yeah, like those guys are terrible. Like oh, and then yeah. like even in like it even started in the like the late '90s because like I watched like the Jazz Bulls like finals. And like that Brickowski guy, he's so god awful. Like that guy should never. Have been like that guy's horrendous. Like there's no reason that that guy should have ever touched the floor. But like, you know, we could, we know. But he, he has the most uh, 
I don't know, most awesome footnote to the, the, the Showtime book that recently came out. I, I believe he was the one to, who walked in on uh, Mike Tyson having sex with the Lakers secretary or something. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even called him up on the Libertad show just, just to talk about that one instance. So he has that going for him still. Oh, Frank Rakowski. We may be adding another guest. Let's see if uh, let's see if it, if it, it works. Is it Frank Rakowski? <laughs> it's not. Oh, <laughs> nope. no. Yeah, no. Oh. It, <laughs> couldn't get oh Frank on the show. Just too bad. Bukowski had a season where he averaged 16.9 points per game, so I guess um, we can't make too much fun of him. Yeah. Was it with Milwaukee? Yep. <laughs> How did you guess? Uh, hey, I, just, I had lots of basketball cards when I was little. I had a lot of freight for Bukowski, so. Oh, wow. I just love watching McHale in the post. Didn't, oh, he got cracked on the head, too. Yeah. His good move. So awesome. he got hit upside the head. Yeah, his move is incredible. Like, you, you really don't appreciate it until you watch him and really focus on him, but man, incredible. Yeah. Is he bleeding above his eye? Yeah, his eye. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, there's a big gash in his eye. Yeah. This is when uh, HIV AIDS was not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> rubs it off onto his hands. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm not a drug user. Oh, man. Yeah, really yeah it's really dripping down. Yeah, it's dripping into his eye practically. Yeah. Yes, really. Yeah, we're not going to stop the game. No, nothing. Okay. All right. And like, no one's going to the scorer's table. <laughs> no, there's not even like a. <laughs> no concern either. Like, yeah, whatever. They're already starting to double George, which is pretty fascinating. All right. Warsh has got the end one. And Boston is still not making any moves to get Bleeding McHale out the game. <laughs> yeah, Woolworths is playing actually really well in this uh, in this game. I mean, it seems like for the most part, like he's really uh, he actually is contributing. You know, he's, or, are we or, sure that he doesn't score sixty three? Do we know that for a fact that Jordan? That's uh, maybe we'll uncover something. You know, maybe yeah, I don't know. I wonder if anybody's has anybody actually watched this game because I, I think Oral Woolworths scored. Maybe, maybe there was a massive statistical you know scorekeeping error. You know, maybe the Boston scorekeepers for some reason wanted you know they were afraid of Woolworths. They wanted to give Jordan all the credit, and that's how Jordan's legend began. I mean, but really, this is just a fake news in the 1980s. Right? The Jordan <laughs> right. scored 60, 63 points. Exactly. Yeah. All just a vicious rumor. Yeah. So and, and the Boston scorekeepers might might have been uh, watching too many white guys. So who knows? Yeah, they, they might not have been used to uh, used to a, a black guy performing so well on. Uh, on There's the a shot of the bench, and they're all white. Oh, yes. Rick Carlisle. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. Yeah. Don't make fun of Scott Webman. He can make fun of the other guys. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, no, we, we, Scott, we, Scott Webman earned that place on the bench. Yeah. Scott Wedman's a saint.
We would never, uh, we would never disparage Scott Whitman here. Exactly, man. So, he's a former All Star. He, he deserves to sit on the end of the bench. There you go. Yeah, he's he part of the uh, part of the '81 Kings. Anyone on the '81 Kings is gonna, you know, is, is all right by me. So, <laughs> as we always say, as the old saying goes, anyone on the '81 Kings. Yes, Scott Whitman, Phil Ford. Yeah, uh, Otis Birdsong. Yeah, you know. Um. So, to, in attempt to organize very briefly, do we feel like this is the game in which? Like the Jordan now is like, oh, like this is he is definitely going to be like one of the greats in this game for a very long time. Is this the like, kind of the one that seals it or do you think that we, he was already seen that way by, at this point? Because, you know, this is the end of his second season. He was injured most of the year. You know, he had a really good rookie year and obviously was you know already people understood that he was great. But I think, you know, like as far as Michael Jordan's going to be possibly be on par with all these legends, we think this is like kind of the first point where that became evident. I think that's definitely true. Uh, like, I mean, he had an incredible rookie year, obviously. Uh, like, he, you go in and you set a playoff record for points scored in, in Boston Garden, of all places. Uh, I think people will start talking about you as a, you know, not immediately as an all-time great, but definitely you're on the right road toward being one. And I think just proving that the injury wasn't going to slow him down yeah. at all either, because that's a, that's a major injury. And he, of course, yeah. you know, we'll talk. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later. I mean, he didn't really follow protocol. He played early. Like, there's an idea that this guy is never going to be 100 percent healthy again. The way he kind of rehabbed it, and he was. I mean, you see this game, and it's like, you know, he's he's as fast, he's faster than everybody on the court. He's, he's agile than most people on the court. Like, I think, yeah, just from that standpoint, he could be. Ryan, uh, Boston Globe from the next day, and um, some good quotes there is, uh, the Celtics, Lakers, Hawks, Rockets, and every other 1986 title aspirant had better seize whatever opportunity they can now, because we are clearly at the dawn of the age of Jordan. So um, he, he obviously was impressed by Jordan's uh, performance here, and um, and then also mentioned that he thought that um, you know, he played even better in the um, the fir- here the game here obviously than the first game, and that it was really impressive because he uh, was in the context of the normal offense versus the first game where ninety percent of the action was directed his way. Um, I'm distracted, sorry by uh, by Paxton's mustache. It's quite uh, that is <laughs> yeah, a great I never, mustache. I, I always forgot he had a creepy mustache. Yeah, it's uh, creepy or glorious depending on your uh, definition of uh, such things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would also like to note on Jordan so far, uh, he hasn't dunked the ball once. And, like, the, you know, the common theme is, like, or the common narrative is that, you know, early in his career, he was just all acrobats and, and dunking it in by, like, 91 or 92, he developed a jump shot. But so far in this game, it's been a couple of layups, but mostly, like, bank shots and jump shots for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting to where he wants on the floor, well, but you're right. He's not getting like right to the basket. He's not, yeah. you know, they're not really, you know, they're, they're not running a whole lot, really. It's been more in the half court that they've, um, you know, they got a few transition buckets here and there, but it, you're, you're right, Curtis. He, and I'm sure probably the foot might be part of that. Yeah, I mean, he's not exactly. getting up as high. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the foot injury at this point limited him. So he's doing a lot of like uh, footwork and pump fakes and, 
once he does jump, he's doing a lot of, uh, I guess, double pumps while he's in the air, uh, drawing fouls. So, already showing he's more than just a high flyer, Michael Jordan. Yes, he was pretty good. Would you, would you believe me if I said in Game Three that Michael Jordan wasn't one of the top two scorers for the Chicago Bulls? I would believe uh, you, but uh, I, um, I, but uh, I, can I would... you guess the two, the top two, without cheating? Mike Schmerek, Mike Schmerek, definitely. Uh, <laughs> he also he had zero once again. He played two minutes in consecutive games, so uh, unfortunately, consistent. You're on the right path. I will not lie. You were on the right path. That is the hint I will give you. Uh, definitely got to be Woolrich, one of them. It is not. Oh, what? No, what did it? Oh man. All right, I'm all out of ideas. We'll start with the leading scorer. Who, who can you guys guess who is the leading scorer? Um, I would have to guess. Um, it's not Gene Banks, is it? It is not Gene Banks. Ah, oh, disappointing. We 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 uh, we love Gene Banks. I don't know if you guys will ever get it. I mean, you will get it at some point, but I mean, um, I mean, Green, nope, Paxson, perhaps. It is John Paxson ah, with twenty-three points. There you go. Is, is he the leading two. scorer? He is. He is the leading scorer uh, for the Bulls. I think the leading scorer overall uh, was Mikhail at thirty-one. So okay, he's a robot. Who is number two for the Bulls? Oakley. We're running out of bulls. Um, we're not <laughs> running out of bulls. <laughs> um, we we said Macy. We said Banks. We said Green. We said Smack. It is not Juan Oldman either. Uh, he, uh, he he did not score it. I know he was next on your, your tongue. Uh, I, Quentin Daly didn't play in the game, right? Yeah, Quentin Daly did not play in the game, no. Um, I don't know who we have left, Rich, so I, uh, I, I'm afraid I, uh, I don't have an answer. How about Corzine's revenge? Twenty-two oh, and Corzine. fifteen. Twenty-two <laughs> and fifteen. So you, you shut the hell up, all right? Yeah, please. The Boston just probably left the lane wide open for. I mean, he was nine of seventeen, so he just took the shot a lot, and I'm sure they just triple teamed. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, let, let Dave Corzine, Corzine take all the shots he wants. Like, let him. Yeah, ha, ha, let Dave Corzine take all the shots. Yeah, I'm sure with those nine to seventeen shots, like fifteen of which were like wide open. It's, uh, this guy's a choker. <laughs> he Great definitely moments. is. Yeah, he doesn't really want the ball when the you know the uh, <laughs> right. when things are tight. Yeah, when you start winning some rings like Larry Bird, we'll start calling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Larry Bird was. Uh, this is the uh, end of his third uh, MVP season, three in a row. He, I think, uh, Russell and Chamberlain are the only other guys to have uh, to have three MVP seasons in a row. Um, Jordan and LeBron probably should, but they uh, were victims of voter fatigue and other things, so uh, that didn't happen. Actually, I'm kind of surprised Kareem never did either. He probably should have uh, at some point uh, too. So, nonetheless, yeah, he won. Yeah, he got four in five years. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, um, Cowens took one that probably should have been his. I mean, Cowens was good that year too, but I think uh, I, I would have given it to uh, Kareem that year. But they didn't let me vote that year, so <laughs> fancy that. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh wow! Wow! See that—that's that Boston front line. They killed the Bulls. It was thirty-five, eighteen on a rebound so far. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you look at the game nowadays, where half of the teams are abandoning the offensive glass, and in the eighties, it's just so much about packing the paint and uh, winning that fight down low. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it, many of these games are just determined down there. Yes, and there. Oh, there, MJ can uh, nice. Glass. Yes, and there are definitely uh, uh, rebound opportunities aplenty given the uh, given the pace uh, was st- still pretty fast b- back then, and uh, and the shooting percentages uh, were closer to what they are now, but still not quite uh, not quite stout. There was plenty of opportunities for uh, getting those rebounds. And just the guys that teams would play as small forwards, they're they're. They, they they probably would be centers nowadays with, with the small ball tendencies. Yeah, I mean, these are some huge, huge lineups they have right now out there with, with Bird, McHale, and Parrish. Obviously, that's a classic. But I mean, yeah, I was watching earlier this week uh, the one of the games in the finals been the, the Rockets and Celtics from this year, and there was one moment where they had uh, Parrish, Bird, and McHale going against Olajuwon, Sampson, and Jim Peterson. Like, <laughs> like this is an enormous front line for both teams. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was thinking so, about. So t- was Jim Peterson the small forward? Yeah, Jim yeah, Peterson was started the small Peterson forward. Started started the <laughs> right, and pro- probably Robert Reed was that was the two guard. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. hell, I mean, cocaine got the other guys wrapped up. So right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Reed. He's like the only guy from Rockets in the '80s that was like a backcourt player that didn't get caught up in drugs. Yeah, I shouldn't say that, but. <laughs> and he was on. He was on both title, both finals teams too. Yep. And uh, what was an Allen level of, on both finals teams as well? I think and you're also right. someone who didn't get up, caught up in drugs. He was definitely an '86. I don't know if he was around for '84. He was definitely an '81. I know that. For, I didn't know about '86. Yeah, there were two of them. Are we talking about Robert Reed still, or, uh, I think Allen Level was the other one. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he should be. I'm, I'm checking it. Yeah, yep. he was. Yeah, he's on the first one. Yeah, I remember him from '86. Yeah, I didn't realize he's on the '81 team too. Let's interview Celtics. They're all <laughs> David Third Kill doesn't even play in this game. Third but, uh, Kill. That's yeah. a great last name. David yeah. Third Kill. Yeah. That's not his real name. That's his stage name, right? Like, there's <laughs> no way that his name is really Third Kill, right? There's actually quite quite a story to David Third Kill. I, I believe he's he's somewhat lost nowadays I, I think nobody knows where he where he really is I, I think I read something like that at CelticsLive.com oh wow yeah I, I, there, there's something tragic to, to his life after basketball oh that's too bad unfortunately a lot of tragedy with the guys like um there's um I you know we, we talked about with uh, Woolridge and um Quentin Daly and uh and and such dealing with uh difficulties and uh passing away early unfortunately yeah david thirdkill i um yeah I, I other than the name i don't actually know that much about him yeah he was a talented player but i don't believe he ever earned a full contract for the year he kind of hung around a couple of teams on, on some, some long, uh, shorter contracts yes he played a bunch in the after this he played a bunch in the philippines cpa with the rochester flyers uh, and uh, and then he played in Fr- Italy, France, and Israel through the late nineties, ninety six. So he did play. Uh, he he did play quite a bit. I, the reason that we got into the Space Jam soundtrack is because we brought the CBA up, and uh, and then I made the Quad City uh, DJs joke. Ah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So I'm sure everyone listening, if there's anybody listening at this point, will uh, enjoy us uh, figuring that out. So. I am planning on hitting up some D-League games here uh, pretty soon. The Windy City Bulls just uh, started play here. I, I saw Von Wafer is playing in the D-League. I was Whoa. like, dude, Von, 
on, like you might want to just give it up, man. Like it might be done. Like, but I love that. I love like the guy that's like not like Antonio Daniels, like played like eight years in the D League. It was just like, all right, like yeah, if you like it, man, go for it. Like I love it. But. Yeah, I mean, you you can make an okay living uh, at a certain point in the D League. I mean, not not a great one, obviously. But if you love basketball and you want to, you know, make it as a profession, I guess there are worse things to uh no, to get into. Yeah, I think it's on the I think Vaughn is on the Delaware team. Yeah. I forgot about Antonio Daniels. I think it, he's finally done now, but he lasted forever in the D League. If you have enough D League service, do you get and you played like some in the NBA? Does that have does do you have any? Is there any benefits in terms of like pension and things like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Then again, uh, apparently we're about to get a new CBA done, so yeah, maybe that's some, maybe that's something to address. I know they're going to increase pay uh, for the D League players, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's the new yeah new it, it's marginal. I mean I know that the uh, you know the some of the guys will be able to make the, kind of their full pay if they're in there. I know they're changing that around, but I I'm curious because I would obviously I mean if you if like you can count let's say you're a borderline guy and you had. You know, a couple seasons in the NBA and you're barely holding on, but you can, you know, um, hang on long enough to to get a pension. That would obviously uh, be very, very beneficial for you to play in the D-League for, you know, to hold on for an extra year or two. If you're talking about the older guys, uh, I know that Damian Wilkins is, is still hanging around and playing in Greensboro, and I he must be like 37 or 36 Jeez. at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, he play, he played forever in the NBA. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, he he's good to go. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, but it, but it is interesting the guys who who do that, and I mean, hey, you know, I guess if they're enjoying it, you know, and, and yeah, I guess you know Damian Wilkins probably made okay money, so it's probably uh it's probably just more of a love, love of the game and do it while you can kind of thing, hopefully. Yeah, I, I bet he likes to play in the league, D League more than he enjoys Venezuela or whenever, wherever he's been in these past couple of years. Or yeah. Puerto Rico, it might well, have been with him. Yeah, I mean, he can be the star of the uh, D League team too. I mean, he's you know, he's good enough where he's probably you know the best player too on those teams. I mean, maybe at this point, maybe not, but I mean, for a while, I'm sure he was still the best player there. So he can uh, the, the team can be built around him. Oh yeah, he's le- he's leading the Greensboro Swarm with uh, Xavier Munford and and, and Christian Wood and <laughs> whoever they have down there. He 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 was starting at least a couple of weeks ago. I just like to point out that Danny Ainge made a really dumb play right there. <laughs> <laughs> should have should like dumped it to Kevin McHale, who was yeah. Right down the middle of the court, would have yeah. lay up or dunk. Uh, it is nothing. It's not like Danny Ainge to hold on to something too long until it's too late. Yeah, being greedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so going back to we were talking a little bit about uh, you know how big the front lines were with Oakley paying playing power forward in this game. I, I was thinking earlier today: is there any power forward who gets significant time in the NBA who can't shoot at this point? Uh. Uh, Taj Gibson, perhaps. Oh, okay. Yeah, Taj. Yeah. That's yeah, a good Taj. one. He's kind of an old bruiser. Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh wow, that's a good call. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm like really trying to think. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that probably wasn't even true five years ago, but yeah, that's I mean, almost certainly. I guess, where do you do, does Fareed count as a power yeah. forward? Is he a center? No, uh, he, he plays power he's forward. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, got, they got like Nurkic and Jokic. Yeah, they got a lot he's of big powerful. guys, so I guess he's... Right, he, so he, yeah. he'd be, I guess, power forward by that. Um, yeah, I guess there are a few it, like it, athletic ones who, you know, are kind of more... Like, yeah, like free, a Montrose but, Harrell, I'd, I'd put in that too, where they like they don't need to dunk, cause, or they don't need to shoot because they can just dunk from like 10 feet away, it, so like... Is Henry Ellenson playing at Detroit? 
Is, is he a center or a power forward? To be honest, I, I do I, not watch a lot of Detroit. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's, so I that's a know. little um, – <laughs> he's a little too, dar- too far down in the rotation for me to uh, to, to know. I have to, I have to say. On NBA League Pass, I don't go, oh, good, the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Pist- Pistons garbage time. I get to watch some Henry Ellenson. I have nothing better to do in my life. Let me watch some. Well – Maybe, maybe, maybe we've talked about some recent stuff uh, long enough for our listeners to. Uh, they probably want to. They probably want to hear us talk about this uh, '86 uh, uh, game. But um, well, when you bring Curtis oh, Harris, well, you want to talk about current Detroit Pistons basketball? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the way Jane Banks just did something. He had a nice putback. I did. Hey, actually, this this Chicago Bulls team actually is uh, very muscular lineup, like. MJ, Woolrich, Oakley, and Banks all like look a little swole. Yeah, they, they would have been good contenders um, in that East. If Jordan doesn't get hurt, I mean, you look at the team and it's it's pretty good team. Like Macy's a noticeable exception to that, but the other guys yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, yes, I, that didn't want to want him out. <laughs> Macy, and, and uh, they I, might go ahead. They might might list Gene Banks at something like 6'7", but I swear he's not taller than 6'4", and he plays like a freaking power forward. (laughs) I I think you you came on after the Gene Banks uh, talk, uh, Rain. Is there anything you uh, know about uh, Gene Banks or want to uh, to share? (sighs) Just that he's he's a small guy that... Probably, probably wouldn't play the position he played in the eighties, and uh, seemed seemed to always get rebounds despite a huge height disadvantage. I, I I've always admired his hustle, both for the Spurs and, and the Bulls. That was and, good. And he's a he's a he's he's something of a, of a Duke legend, right? I, I think he has this one iconic dunk or something. Oh wait, he went to Duke. Yeah, I think he I think he did. Oh. Oh, we can't. There's like no longer like. So we, we can't. We're not allowed to like G Banks anymore. I take back my underrated. He's, he's a lot longer cool. Longer. Yeah. Shit, Gene Banks lasted too long in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we were wondering why Gene Banks. Uh, he was relatively young and seemed rel- relatively productive when he uh, was when he was done. If there was an injury or anything that was involved in that. I have no idea about that. Uh, that's all right. I, we don't demand that uh, you know everything on uh, <laughs> on demand. Believe it or not, I'll be damned. Gene Banks went to Duke. Gene Banks went to Duke. Well, there you go. I guess the uh, I guess the dream he is over. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear he has this one, one iconic dunk. I, I I know I've seen something like that. Uh, either a huge poster dunk or something like that. That that's why I remember him as a as a Dukey. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Now I can't really <laughs> admire Gene Banks. Anymore. That's, uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Still got, Sorry, uh, but... what's his face? Sydney Green. You still got Sydney Green, right? Yeah, yeah still. Yeah, still got what's his face? Sydney Green. <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Good old what's his face? Yes. This was a this was an old what's his face last year with the Bulls, and he bounced around the league through '93. So he he lasted longer than almost anybody other than the guys that we know, and uh, he is. I think since 2010 has been a Bulls community relations ambassador. Oh, yeah. So they brought I her back. Yeah. Well, you played the long game. You, <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, no one else in that roster still with the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jack Pax. Wait, wait, I think Pippen. Yeah. I think Pippen has a. Well, yeah, yeah, Paxson, Obviously, I think Pippen is. Oh a, yeah, yeah, I Pippen, has, uh, Pippen's role is like I think he was broke, so they paid him to like sit on the sideline. Yeah, that's one of those like yep. security cases. He just sits there yeah. and drinks the entire time with his yeah. like. 
25 year old well, wife. I'm so sure he does a, a community line. event or two here or there, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know I, that. I think he's, he's made to like. <laughs> hey, Macy with the outside shot. Look at that. Yeah. Jordan's like, I, maybe I'll pass you the ball next time. <laughs> Wasn't there, wasn't there a thing that the next practice so. that the Jerry Reinsdorf was is somehow he, he somewhat uh, that he that he felt that he that he took 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 advantage of Pippen for so long that he even paid him more than he should have in like yeah. 2004 or something. Well, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, that would be correct. About that too is they because um, that kind of comes up in the narrative that way. Just of it, Scotty Pippen got screwed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can sum it up at that and leave it. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, well I guess Reinsdorf is—he's uh, paying him now a little bit, so you know we'll uh, we'll give him yeah. some credit for uh, for that, perhaps. And, if, and what I was saying is they made sure that when he went to Houston, he got the most money he could possibly get by doing the oh, yeah. trade versus just well, like what you do? Somebody else can pay him as much money as we should have been paying him. <laughs> right. Exactly. How benevolent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We don't want to pay you, could, you, but if Houston's going to do it, <laughs> you can always count on uh, you can always count on Curtis to get riled up about uh, uh, about labor. Well, I, I, I can see through the bullshit. So I, <laughs> how else, Scotty? We'll make sure you get paid the most you can get paid, but someone else is going to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you right, go. So Too, Too bad he had to play with us. So, sorry, fat butt. Was that the quote? Too <laughs> yeah, bad he had to play with right. him at Houston. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. I grew up in Houston. So I had a first first row seat for that nonsense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I they, remember that team. And those so terrib- much excitement, and it didn't vanish so quickly. Yeah, those terrible uniforms didn't help either. You know, oh, oh, and the court. <laughs> yeah, oh. the court. <laughs> oh, the co- yeah. We don't talk enough about how horrible that court was, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do talk enough about it. Oh, do we? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's ugly. And that's all I need to say about it. Right. Uh, speaking so of uh, Curtis, were, were, were you a fan of Matt Maloney? 
Hell no, I'm not a fan of that. that one. <laughs> well, it wasn't his fault, but still, he was a, just John Stockton ate him alive. <laughs> yeah. She should have been put in that situation, but he was. So, you know, you got to live with the results. And yeah, Stockton kicked his ass, mopped him up and down the floor. He was so awful. So our uh, our friend Scott Holland at uh, Star of Savage asked, uh, where does Boston's parquet floor rank among the iconic North American sports venue traits? Uh, pretty high, I guess, when it existed. Yes. I, um, I mean, I guess, you know, the other ones that you kind of think of are um, obviously the Ivy and Wrigley Field and the Green Monster are the are kind of the two that stand out to me as far as, you know, being distinguished. You, you, you see it and you, you instantly know where, you know, what the venue is. Um, there aren't a whole lot of others that that, you know, come really close to to that for me. I'm not sure if you can think of any uh, in particular, Rich. Yeah, basketball is always hard. I mean, there's a lot for baseball that you can kind of come up with. Um, just different kind of backdrops and different stuff like that. Basketball is tough, though. Um, I mean, the court's the one Don't forget about the the mid-90s Rockets court with the big cartoon rocket flying around. That that was was a terrible... We we do not talk enough about uh, how horrible (laughs) the court is. Uh, Do you guys agree? Curtis, do you agree that we don't talk enough about how horrible the court is? Uh, I'm I'm not sure how... how, whether the average fan in North America would recognize it, but uh, I, I've always loved the Charlotte Beehive they had with the Hornets. That was good, the honeycomb yeah. court. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah, it, the, I guess the Milwaukee's, uh, the Milwaukee kind of the M, the big uh, oh, oh, yeah. the story of how the that got, uh, got done as well. I, I don't know if you guys saw that uh, 30 for 30 short on it. I think it came out about two years ago. Yep. About the Milwaukee M, but it, or the, the Milwaukee floor. It's really, really cool. But it's fascinating how they got it. Possess them to like, contact some random, like you know, it's, it's really cool, but yeah, definitely check that out. What wasn't it's like there a game like Sam Macy made another shot? He's now he's up to seven here. points, <laughs> he's, he's out here, he's got to create all his own offense, too, because Jordan is never gonna pass him the ball, and, and rightfully so, he should pass the ball. He's doing uh, my turn. I, I believe there was a, even a game like two years ago when they, when they first tried to. Replicate the the old Mac Arena when the when it was all slippery and and, and something. Oh and the, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they just had their board <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, they used like the wrong kind of paint or finish, and they just made the court yep. too slick. It, it was about the time that the the thirty for thirty short came out, so I so I kind of remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out basketball other ones. I mean, I guess not really. It's like, oh, that's about it. Yeah. I guess a lot of it's just now how the, the, the arenas were structured then, like with the seats and all that sort of stuff. It's probably amazing.
uh, leading the break there didn't finish, but uh, drew the foul there. Um, yeah, I, Danny Ainge um, on the scale of annoying, um, annoying uh, sports personalities of the '80s uh, ranked very highly for me as a kid because I was a I grew up a Lakers fan as a kid because I really like Kareem and. Um, and so Danny Ainge, for whatever reason, uh, really bugged me. Just this like short, short, scrawny, annoying, um, you know, personality. I mean, you could even could see the arrogance, you know, emanating from him even then. Yeah, I was just about to say he looks just smarmy. Uh, like he's wanted to punch him in the face when you look at him running up and down the court. Pretty much, yeah. Not, not that I would punch anybody, but right. If not, I were to do such a thing, not literally, but yeah, yeah. If I were to be reckless like that, like Danny Ainge would be the person that would feel like punching for no reason. Sure, sure. Cool. Oh, who was the, the guy? Who, who was the guy he hit the, with with the basketball in the in the face when he was at Phoenix in the playoffs? Oh my God! I'm not thinking. What was that? Be, because uh, uh, while you're thinking about it, uh, Charles Barkley was on the Lebetard show just just like a couple of weeks ago, and uh, out of nowhere, he he just uh, wanted to point out that uh, to this day, uh, I believe that the NAH didn't want to do that, and uh, uh, I'll go to my grave lying or some, something of that sort. And basically, basically admitted that that, that Ainge did did that uh, willingly, and I, I sort of found that funny that he still remembers it. Like, is it twenty years after after the fact? It was Mario Ellie. Oh yeah. Yeah, he ain't winning that fight. <laughs> no, he is definitely not winning that whoa. fight. But that first step by Jordan, whoa. He really was a two-sport athlete. Yes. <laughs> but he'll, oh, wow. he'll give up two on the other end as well. <laughs> oh, that was the shot. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's a shot. He was <laughs> and, and, between the legs, twirling, then fading away, double pump, off the glass. Over Walton. What's Boston has the... What, what point of the... What's, what time stamp are you guys at the game? Uh... I'm at one one eighteen thirty five. Oh, okay. I'm right. Oh, I'm there right we there go. As well. Okay, yeah. I yep. no, there it is. Okay, I'm. I missed what you were talking about. Now I, but now I, I see. I just was five white Celtics on the screen. Yeah. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, that I, um, I don't think it, it wasn't. It was. It was earlier when it was five white Celtics on the. Uh, it was, but it was all bench guys and. Um, I, um, <laughs> um, Hyde said referred to it as their um, as their speedy lineup <laughs> without any sense of irony. <laughs> and Stockton was like, "Oh, these guys aren't fast, you know, are particularly fast." And, and Hines was like, "Oh yeah, these guys are really fast." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, well, there you go." I do believe that um, is, is uh, yeah, um, uh, Seasting is in the game, and I have a terrible time pronouncing his name, even though it's just Seasting, Jerry Seasting. Um, is uh, in on the game. He's going to play an important part later, and um, I, I don't know a whole lot of, or I didn't know a whole lot about him before, um, other than the, of course, the fight with Ralph Sampson in Game Five of the uh, Finals. But um, he played with the uh, Pacers for five years before coming to the Celtics, and this year had his career best uh, season thanks to a career uh, best fifty-seven um, percent field goal uh, percentage shooting, and he is now an assistant for the uh, Knicks. Had been an assistant to uh, four other teams since 2008, so bounced around quite a bit as an assistant coach. And everyone in his family has a name starting with the letter J. In his wife and his three sons and his daughter, all of them are J's. Yeah, people like that are weird. <laughs> uh, 
But Mike, I, I've, I've watched some of some of him uh, with the early '80s Pacers, and uh, he he's one of those guys who who, who couldn't get open that whole lot. But uh, when he did, he would pretty much knock down everything. So not much of an athlete, but uh, one heck of a shooter. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Parrish breaks up the all-white lineup for the Celtics. There you go. Well, well, there's not much breaking it up to this particular game. Is it is it him and DJ the the only the only non-white guys on the team uh, that make the game in the rotation? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, David Furkill is definitely not playing. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's Bird, McHale, um, Ainge, Walton, uh, Seasting, Wedman, and Carlisle are the only guys who played. And Carlisle plays like five minutes in the game. So. And, and and then there's Greg Kite waving those towels on the bench, and, yes. and I love Greg Greg Kite. He he was a guest on my podcast, and uh, he he was a great guy. But <laughs> the, the 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 definite twelfth man of the eighties, the seven foot center. Yeah, I I was I mean it's just so it is such a weird um, thing because yeah I mean you it makes total sense that all of the main guys who you know I mean obviously Bird is fantastic and Mikhail is fantastic and, and, and Walton and Ainge are all really valuable players and, and, and Wedman's really good too but even like you know most teams even at this point were having like the token white guys in their bench but like the Celtics in addition to having you know three or four really great white players also had the token white guys on their bench it was like they couldn't get out of that habit even if they you know didn't I'm using quotation marks around the word need it like other teams did I am back from the bathroom if that's hey, what well, you well, said well, that okay. I was doing while it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Insert however you said I was gone. I All am right. back now. Okay. All right. We were just talking. Also, let's know. We were just talking about the racial dynamics of the uh, of the Celtics. Uh, it's very white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good of you to notice, Rich. <laughs> very perceptive. <laughs> right. One heck of an update. Yes. <laughs> I always say, though, they had white players of every caliber. Like, they had Hall of Fame white players, rotation-level white players, and Talwick white players. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. They did. It was... It was and co- they have Chris Ford as an assistant as well, so also coaches. Yes. And Jimmy Rogers, I, I, I believe, is their right assistant, now. too. Yeah. With the mustache. Yeah. You pointed this out a little bit earlier, but it's kind of funny. Whenever they go to commercial, whenever they come back from commercial, they only show white people on the screen. That was what I was it, about to point out. <laughs> like that whole that entire one was like Larry Bird, John Paxson, and Bill Walton. Like NBA, don't be afraid. Mind you, Michael Jordan has like forty-five points in the fourth quarter. But like, forget that. I think the question is whether the Mike Schmick uh, close-ups. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. They they really missed their opportunity for that one. Yeah, that's when you know it's really out of control. Yeah, Porzingis got a bunch in the first quarter, but they've since uh, tailed off when they did Porzingis. They ran out of At least Porzingis was in the starting lineup. Right. That's true. And he had his game in, in game three, so I guess he had plenty of high right. close-ups then. Yeah. Nice little ice in the screen there by Dave Porzingis. Well, ahead of his time. Dive. Gene Banks is like diving to save somebody's life. There man. you go. <laughs> That's like trying to save the president. 
<laughs> Trying to save the Duke I, I president's life. I think that's life. the perfect way to describe the, 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 the way Gene Banks played. <laughs> he just dove head first, like, just full speed. <laughs> He's always playing like you're trying to save the president. I guess that's uh, that's uh, that's a good metaphor. You know, we'll have to uh, we'll have to keep that one in the bag. You know, use that one when we need, when we need to. Because uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, for, Larry, yeah. Larry, Larry, Larry. Whoa. Oh, look at that! Yeah, take that, Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at the back of Larry Bird's head. What yes. a what a page <laughs> of hair that is. That is. That is. Yeah, it's Samson like mullet. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's uh, oh. This Jordan oh, guy. What's the Jordan guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, a Paris traveler missed the chance to uh, let uh, Bird uh, finish there on the break. <laughs> Bird just sort of stumbles back, and yeah, it's a uh, great play. Great, just as they drew it up. Yeah, yeah he's just, <laughs> the Bird knew I was going in. He's backing yeah. up the whole time. So, do we think Bird had a perm at that point, or was that natural? Oh, I don't know. No, that, that couldn't be natural. That, yeah, that looks pretty. It's stay, it staying in place too much. Yeah, to be <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, perms were a big thing with men it's around like, 1986. Like I remember my my uh, cousin uh, was like eight years older than me had a perm and it was like the, I it, I thought it was a really cool thing I and I don't know why but I did where'd you go to get like where did where did uh did you just go to like any other like because I feel like there's specific <laughs> places to go get perms you know what I mean like nowadays like I mean I assume you if go I to... walked into whatever wherever I go to get my hair cut and I said the perm please they're not prepared for me at all no you you just tell them you want the Jack Sigma uh, it makes sense. I, I mean, I assume you just get them at a beauty salon. I mean, I get my hair cut usually at a salon, so I, they could, in theory, do a perm for me. I, I've never Can requested you try that, it. Jason, but... Next time, uh, I, you got you. You still got the long hair going, right? I do, I do. I, I uh, get... yeah, go because I don't. They they would laugh at me because they're like, your your hair is not perm ready, right? Your hair, you know, it could, it's perm ready. So. I, theoretically, so, I guess mind. I could do a perm. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so please. That'd yeah. Nice. Uh, just an update for everybody. Uh, Kevin McHale still apparently is like lightly bleeding from his eye. <laughs> yes. By the way, has anybody noticed the communal towel underneath the basket? Like seven guys have used that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why. That's why I just noticed. He's like they threw towel at McHale. He dabbed his eye again and just tossed it right back. But there's like because Dennis Johnson went there. It's like underneath the basket. He fell underneath the basket. Like towel basket. Like anybody just hey whatever. Yeah, put the blood on it. But but that's McPhail's McHale's thing though, right? The, the bleeding hustly wink, yeah. yeah. What well, what particular thing? That he was to, scrapping to get or? the towel. No, to get the towel before he before his free throws. Oh, but he was he wasn't even doing free throws at that point. It's just, it was uh, specifically for his eye. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah, I guess. But, but, okay. he, but he did love the towel. Oh, yeah. Jordan, what a yeah. lucky out. Because I've 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 also noticed him him always getting sweaty and just uh, requesting the towel for, yes. throughout his career. Yeah. yeah, he he was a very he was a very sweaty man. He's in the uh, definitely the top uh, like two percent of sweatiest uh, NBA players. He's on the so Ewing he, level. Of sweat. He's in the front court with Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Question. Yes. <laughs> That's a hell of a front court, though. It is. Yep. Dave Corsi coming off the bench for him. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do we have a place for Mike Schmack? <laughs> we'll, oh, the Mikhail oh, shot. That's right. Yeah, it's oh. a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be what He's this game is. He's getting on top of Porzingis and shoots the shot. Yeah, th- that would be what this game would, would be known for if it weren't for uh, Jordan's performance. 
Like, how, how embarrassing is that for Dave Corsi? Like, somebody <laughs> falls on top of you and then shoots, <laughs> they make the pass. I feel like Dave Corsi's pretty used to being embarrassed on the uh, court. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's, you know... <laughs> that's but, even, like, but even this is bad for him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, look at this. <laughs> yeah, let's have, I'm not even going to replay here. I mean, he was... Well, he was <laughs> He was trying to die for it, at least. You know, I mean, you can't knock the <laughs> hustle. His body. Yes. <laughs> to be fair to Dave, he was one heck of a college player, though, and definitely could make that mid-range mid-range shot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and another replay of the McHale. I mean, obviously, Corzine was yeah, he was a NBA player for and a starter for you know about a decade. So, you mean a lot of decades? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And, and I believe he was the Bulls' highest scorer in the 80s, right? I think there's some stat like that. He had the most points, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're yeah. right. I yeah. Right. It's just whenever we, we, we sort of poke fun of these guys, I, I, I sort of want to bring out the good about them as well. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's fair. Right? I appreciate you being... Uh... Appreciate you being the nice one here and uh, no, <laughs> being the kind one. See, here. I feel like I'm, I'm liking Mystery Science Theater 3000 right now, so I'm, <laughs> yes. just, I'm full on just criticizing everything. This is yeah, this is the hater aid right now. <laughs> I grew up watching that show all the time, so I'm, I'm fully in my element right yes. now. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I uh, I'm having a good time. I'm not sure the listeners are going to uh, our our. Uh, I'm not sure the listening experience is going to be quite as good, but we'll see. You know. I, I would recommend watching the game along with the. Uh, yeah, you have to watch the game. Yeah, you, 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 last year, yeah. I don't. Last year, I don't think you had to watch the game. This year, I think you have to watch the game in order to enjoy the yeah. show. But, um, but never. I mean, like so. the game's oh, getting close now. Dan, like, Danny Ainge is crying. So oh. Action starting. Yeah. Danny Ainge surprisingly is whining about something. Oh yeah, that was a foul. Yeah. Ainge playing foul. Yeah. The keyboard. Was Annie's is trying to stay one on one? Yes, trying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, I should have stayed playing baseball. I should have been a Blue Jays. <laughs> there you go. Should have just wrapped it up after BYU. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> also, we like to mention that Dennis Johnson has had a really, really terrible game. It's- yeah, he's been all over. He just falls down every time I see him. Like he's just always on the ground. Yeah, I like, guess if you have to keep with Michael Jordan. The last Jordan. graphic I saw was a, several minutes ago. He was, he was like two for eight from the field, so he's doing pretty bad. Yeah. Wait, so the guy under the basket. Okay, so I, I see the guy under the basket with the towel. So did he, like, wipe the floor with the same towel he just, like, passed on to Kevin McHale? Yeah, Kevin doesn't care. Yeah, he's uh, like, whatever. Who cares? Give it to me. He's had his sure, shots. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I got to wipe my scar off. <laughs> There we go. So, Walton working on Corsi. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, That's like, oh, he defended. Yeah. <laughs> he had Corsi beat completely. That should I'm have been shocked. Developed. I'm shocked by that development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. my God. Very surprised uh, that Bill, yeah, very surprised that Bill Walton would outsmart Dave Corsi. It's just, uh, Stan Albuck showing some energy. I, yeah. Is that a young PJ Carlos in the background? Uh, oh, on the left, I. Yeah, yeah, right. I couldn't tell. No, no, he had he had too little hair to be Carlissimo. I might have been like his uncle or cousin. <laughs> That's what I thought. It was kind of... AJ Carlissimo. Yeah, I mean, he definitely looked like him, but he had too. He did have enough hair. 
OJ, OJ Carlos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> OJ Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a guy behind. Oh, man. I wish I could rewind, but there was a guy with a sweet perm mustache combo behind. Uh, uh, Casey. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one later. I'm sure they'll show. The, Jason, you were alive in the 80s. You were, you were 20 years old in the 80s. What was it like uh, with the hairstyles? And <laughs> well, I mentioned the perms. I mean, I, I you know, I um, <laughs> uh, those were hot. I mean, definitely mullets were uh, were a big thing. You know, that, that was going on. I'm not even but, sure if you're the oldest person on this spot. Are you the oldest person right here right now? I, I'm 37, so I, I'm not sure. Arenas, how old are you? Um, I'm I'm afraid to say I'm I'm 22. <laughs> see see you definitely know this one so jason about the 80s so i was not i was not of age fill, 80s, fill us in uh, jason <laughs> well Throw it down. the 80s were a magical oh. time with um with lots of uh, cocaine and um and <laughs> there were discos <laughs> across the land and no um <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to know, Rich? You got to ask me a specific question. You can't just uh, open open it uh, like that. I mean, I, I well, you know, uh, um, so much uh, talking about it. Yeah, you just got to narrow it down. Yeah, you got to give me, got to give me like a topic. You know, you can't just say, "Well, the '80s." Yeah, like, how glorious, how glorious was the Dwayne Shinsa mullet? <laughs> oh, it was glorious. There's no question about it. <laughs> you know, I um, I was watching the '92 Nets. Uh, I think it was Nets Cavs playoff game, and. Uh, Shinsis was added to the team, and they talked about like how serious he was because he had agreed to shave the mullet once he uh, went to the Annette. And they were like, oh, that's a, a sign of his dedication to the team that he was willing to shave, <laughs> shave his mullet. So, But I like, think he never did it, right? Uh, I think he did. I think he did shave it at the um, – That's uh, pathetic. Oh. Like, like if you go into like the Bulls or the Knicks in the 90s, you shaved the mullet. He <laughs> yeah. went to the Nets. Like what the hell? Yeah. Who cares? And they made the playoffs, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but yeah. still New Jersey Nets, like yeah, they they had they had Bernard King, they had uh, Maurice Cheeks. I mean, they had, they had some serious people on that team. They had Brazen. Uh, oh, oh, they yeah, had Brazen, obviously. Bernard King and Maurice Cheeks. Well, yeah, but I mean, they those were veterans who you know you ha- give you a um, you they expect a, a certain amount of seriousness. I think that's the idea. Yeah, behind those guys yeah, in. no bullets allowed. Maurice Cheeks said so. <laughs> was it already Bill Fitch's team? I, I guess you would have respected him as a coach. Uh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, no, yeah. it was um, it was uh, Chuck Daly's team, I think, still. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah, Chuck Daly, yeah. Yes. Uh, how surprised were you when they uh, revealed who shot Jr. <laughs> um, I was, I was, yeah, I was one year old, so I mean, everything surprised me at that point. The same question remains. <laughs> I don't actually oh, know. That. Game, game moment. That shot by Jordan did not count. It's like that's, that's one of the best shots that never counted. Yeah, that's yeah. Seriously, let's see how Corzine messed this up. Like, yeah. like wow. Like, how does it not count? No, that was a pick and roll. That oh, wait, that was the oh, out of the way. Yeah, that was that wasn't the shot. This is the go. one. And they didn't, they didn't give him continuation on oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. But he's shooting free throws. Like, they, they screwed him out of that. They did. They definitely did. So I guess we're I guess we're truthing the other way now. I guess he should have had oh, more points. No one fouled out. Jeez. Yeah, he I'm fouled out early. Crazy. Yeah, the, the Celtics uh, front court all gets in really in bad foul trouble. Time to bring in Greg Kite. <laughs> <laughs> they got six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and this goes to overtime. So. Yeah. Not that, not that you ever need an excuse to bring in Greg Kite. But, no, uh, you, you don't. You know. <laughs> Time to, fly, time to fly the kite, guys. 
up, up and away. Great fight. Bill Walton played 25 minutes in this game. Jeez. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, yeah. He had 15 rebounds. He's probably a 10 and 15. I don't remember any of them. Well, we have not been, play- well, we've not exactly been paying the uh, closest attention to the game. In- I have. I don't know what you guys I'm sure you have. Deeply focused. I've gotten a feel for what's going on. But I yeah. did not notice he had 15 rebounds. Yeah. That is a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, Parrish has not. I, mean, uh, I feel like he has been barely involved in the game, so that's uh, yeah. might be picking up the slack there a little bit. Yeah, I made the mistake of uh, just drinking the alcohol that your wife provided, but none of the food that your wife provided for the uh, party here. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, paying less attention as a. There so, you go. But, yeah. I mean, she made all this great food, and I, I haven't eaten. You haven't. You've so. just been getting the free drinks. I came straight from work and at, just sat down, and then I've just At my Christmas party, this. yeah, that we're all at right now, that we are all in person at the Christmas party that we're talking. Yes. And the dog, too. Yeah, I was about to say, I, was like, I, I brought my dog, too, which was great. Yes. So, I guess they, they weren't here for the beginning when we, uh, with the, uh, that we're at a Christmas party, obviously. We're at a Christmas party yeah, watching a basketball game. Yeah. yeah, we're all together. Uh, we're all together, guys. For, for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Now, this is the basketball I like. Yeah, oh, nice. Oh, God. Danny H. <laughs> Danny H is dead. Everybody's Danny H on the died floor. on this moment. Yeah. yeah no one is sad. Oh, wow. Charles Oakley, or Charles Oakley actually, like, you have, like, like an apology. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that is not the Oakley that I know. Are we and sure did this... you see the towel boy wiping the floor with that ex- same exact towel? <laughs> the bloody towel. Yeah. And no rubber gloves on as he's wiping with the bloody towel. Hey, that's bearish. Jeez. That's, Jeez. that's worth changing, Oakley. <laughs> I think the towel hygiene, I think we're more fa- almost as fascinated by that as we are the actual game itself. <laughs> yeah, but My- Michael's just hijacking the offense, just taking over as the point guard. Yes. Well, he ought to. Yeah. I don't know if you saw at the beginning there was a oh, oh, oh kicked in the face. Good God. <laughs> what is what? Oh, Paxson really. I'm not sure what happened to Pax yeah. What did Paxson hit? I because Ainge got knocked in the face. Like he might have hit his head on the court yeah. when he fell See this. The, yeah, he fell like flat on his back. Oh, nice little flat back bump. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a shame. Rich can turn into a ghost a little bit, yeah. My back now? Yeah, now you're back. Yep. Okay. I said, well, it's fitting now that that play just happened that uh, you, you put in our show doc uh, one of the three biggest pro wrestling moments that happened. One of the three biggest pro wrestling moments was um, what, Tito Santana losing the Intercontinental Championship to uh, Randy Savage? Uh, Owen Hart turning on uh, Bret Hart? Yes. Remember? Yeah, that's nice. Survivor Series. I couldn't find many others. I found that Blackjack Mulligan got assaulted by a man. Uh, let's see. It'll take me a while to come up with three, but I can tell you two of them. Uh, what's, what's his face? When Lex Luger body slam Yokozuna. Yeah. Well, that, that is amazing. That didn't happen at Boston Garden, though. Oh, so, I was that's intrepid, sir. Yes. It, look, look, I'm giving my wrestling memories. I can't remember where this stuff happened. Uh, <laughs> it happened on a giant battleship, so that's sort of uh, – that makes – that's look, something look, that kind of makes look, it memorable. Look. I was like six, six years old when it happened. I, I remember 
Yokozuna, who's like 800 pounds, got picked up and thrown on the ground. So yeah, it was more of a hip uh, toss than a, a body toss, slam. God but damn it. yes, it was a hip toss. <laughs> the point: his feet got off the ground, and he landed on his hip back. toss. <laughs> it was a hip toss. <laughs> But, uh, God, what's it, the ladder match between Razor Ramon and, uh, what's it, the, uh, uh, Michaels? Yeah, was it? Shawn Michaels, Michaels, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. That's Madison Square Garden, but we'll, yes. we'll count it all the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was originally the Boston Square Garden. So. Well, it was the Boston Madison Square Garden, so, I'll, you know, I'll give half credit. All right. <laughs> Yeah, the one that I I watched on tape all the time was Tito Santana losing to uh, Randy Savage by um, yeah he um, oh my god look Whoa. at Corzine like <laughs> Corzine spinning there you go oh. DJ and uh, Jordan are getting uh, into it that's the Oakley we know that's the Charles Oakley we know and love it's Dennis Johnson already has like his little old man gate yeah. <laughs> That guy was like 22 and already like 38 years old, like in, in playing style. Like, yeah, he never played like a young man. No, yeah, like DJ just got like a little sassy strut up the court. <laughs> like, it's very nice. <laughs> like, he's that pain in the ass reckless guy, like the really old dude that like wants everything to be struck. He's like, God damn it! I didn't bring this ball up again. Okay, get the right damn place. So yeah, just, <laughs> yep, people. Isn't this isn't about angels here? You know, he's here to bring up the ball, not me. MJ's at 50 now. Yeah, yeah, he just hit 50. Yeah. Like you said, other than that dunk, that baseline dunk, he just had a lot of his other stuff. I'm like, jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice hand. Oh, caught a foul. I feel like Corzine is getting grayer and grayer as the game goes on. I was on. about <laughs> to say that. Like, he started the game and he wasn't gray. I think That's... this game has aged him like six years alone. There you go. Where did that hair come from? He did not have that in the first quarter. I, <laughs> you tried guarding Kevin McHale in the post. Yeah. I'm positive he didn't have that gray hair. I'm positive. He's slowly becoming like Jim McMillan or the ones who <laughs> remember how he looked. Yes. Right, this is an encyclopedia of shitty white centers. Knows no end. Hey, that's my field. That's a good skill. What <laughs> you majored in. <laughs> and here's the Corzine's ballerina hook. There oh, you go. That is beautiful. Off the glass, it's nice. Yeah. We're gonna we we've just now praised the Corzine, so we'll uh we'll, <laughs> there, we'll, we'll, there you well go. Well deserved. Yes. That's why his hair's gray. He was in shock he made that hook. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then he ages back to the foul line. Yeah. There's a lot of fouls in this game. There are. A lot of foul a lot of guys who are known for fouling, I guess, though. So Oh yeah, you got Oak. Oak, yes. yeah. Corzine not exactly uh, afraid to foul and the uh Celtics big guys uh as well. Yeah, the Bulls, uh, they shoot 46 free throws in this game, and the Celtics, 42. So, If we were mentioning Oak, did you guys read the, the SI story on, on Charles Oakley and Jason Williams? That that was a good read. Uh, which Jason Williams? Uh, the, the the New Jersey Nets power forward who okay, accidentally yeah. shot his chauffeur, yeah. Yes, the... Yeah, yeah. It, it, that was cool. I haven't read it either. I heard it was good as well. Um, can you discuss any anything that you thought was notable about it, Reynas? Yeah, it, it was just cool to hear that uh, Charles ba- Charles is basically there for Jason Williams, and not not because he has to be. And they they weren't even pretty much friends during their careers, but he 
just feels like he has to help uh, Jason's life after all he's been through and he sort of goes down to, to Florida every now and then and just uh, cooks for the program where, where Jason's in and where he's sort of dealing with his, his post-alcoholism days. So yeah, they, they have sort of bonded as these two, two power forwards from the 90s. See, that, that, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. Seems like Oak always had a heart. Oh, yeah, 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 as long as you know I money. Love, I love Toronto Raptors Oakley, like old school, like salt and pepper Charles Oakley on the Raptors. That was one of my favorite Oakleys ever. I love that. And then the Bulls, too. Like last Bulls year, he was just so, so old. <laughs> yeah, Man. like I'm always here for Charles Oakley kicking Charles Barkley's ass. It's <laughs> yeah. like, like Barkley, he, he's such a, such a, I, I don't know the right word to call him, but whatever. Oakley's always been the best. So glad he got to beat up with Charles Mark. <laughs> the famous so lockout. You guys, fight? really curious. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a guessing game here. Can you guys guess how many uh, three-point attempts the Bulls had in this game? Ooh. Uh, two. Yeah, but with two. I was going to guess. Two correct. Yeah. Oh, nice. How many they made? Zero. How many they made? Yes. Yeah, oh, no, they made one. Nope, they're at zero. What? Bird made Warriors one. took one and Macy took one. No, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Bulls shot two, made zero. The Celtics took nine and made three. I could have, I could have swore that Macy guy for the Bulls made that. Uh, I guess maybe a Bessel reference. Yeah, according to Bessel reference, no. They, uh, yeah, come they, on, Kyle Macy. Macy shot him. So. Yeah. Wow. Get, get feet behind the line, Macy. No, he definitely had that buzzer beater at the first, at the end of the first quarter. I guess his foot was on the line. Yeah. He was way out. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. We're on more shoddy this, this is investigation. Yeah. yeah. So if it, yeah, if it doesn't get sixty three, right? So if they had called that foul on Jordan and uh, Macy's three pointer counted, then the Bulls would have won this game. And then uh, well, Celtics would have made the finals. Yeah, actually, yeah, Kyle right. Macy would have been the greatest three point shooter ever. Yeah. I, I, there you go. Although he already I, really is. I mean, really. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. make an argument for anyone else. Although but. the the only issue is that Jordan wouldn't they wouldn't have gone to overtime, so Jordan wouldn't have scored sixty three if uh, if that had happened because they would have won regulation. It would be the Kyle Macy game. Yes. Ooh, nice play. Danny Ainge finally made a play that I thought was good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was criticizing him for what a horrible shot that was. <laughs> no, it was, it was a pass. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh, this is something I love about 80s jerseys. It's like just how plasticky the logos yeah, and numbers yeah. look. They had like shine, <laughs> the numbers had that weird shine to them that they just don't have anymore. Yeah, everything too well these days. Like they iron those numbers on. Yeah. Corzine's a little too slow for uh, their. And obviously. Dave Corzine pounds the ball in frustration. <laughs> yes. Celtics were able to exploit Dave Corzine for us. Easy score there. Of course. So one sixteen right, down three with forty five seconds. Pools. I think they're gonna pull this one out. <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna do it in regulation. I'm positive of it. Yeah, it makes sense. They yeah. should give it to Macy. <laughs> yeah, give it to Macy. Clear it out. Let 24 do the thing. What the hell there is that Heritage Classic? Next. So, get oh. crap out of the way. Let's watch the Heritage Classic. 
Everybody that was actually a pretty slick pass by Corsi. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What the hell is the Heritage class? I'm assuming it's some college basketball thing, right? I think it was I'm golf. assuming it's some kind of neo. No, that's some kind of neo Confederate thing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what the hell is the Heritage Classic? Because I know that's what they call. I think that's what they call the uh, NHL thing now, right? Where they go outdoor. That's the indoor cl- or the Winter Classic. Yeah. That's, oh that's yeah. Winter Classic. Yeah. Well, oh, that's in America. Okay. In Canada, I think they do call it something different. Oh, it is the. Yeah, they have more- it is the Heritage Classic in um, in hockey? You're right. Um, so is that well, what they're advertising? Is that what's on next? No, it's like the first the US, round of the Heritage Classic. Yeah, like in the U.S., the NHL does like a two American teams. They also do two Canadian teams. So I think yeah, the oh, okay. one is the Heritage Classic, which is cool up there because they don't have like the Confederate stuff. Yes, baggage onto it. So. The uh, the Heritage Classic is a golf tournament in South Carolina. Okay, I'm glad that. Yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> it has been a PGA just, tour event yeah. since 1969. Okay, good. Like, just don't, oh, yeah. don't turn off. The, the, we promise golf will be on soon. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> yes. Once this Jordan guy is done doing whatever he's doing, we, we will yeah. show you golf in South Carolina. We I, promise. I bet the CBS executive <laughs> just golf. <laughs> I bet the CBS uh, executives are furious at Jordan for uh, you know cutting yeah, into their golf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Halber Stam is to be believed. <laughs> yes, the producer is probably yelling in, in, in the headphones that we need more head, we need more uh, Larry Bird. Yes, more Dave Fourteen. Get Wagman out there. Guys. We, we need, yes. Are we sure that's not PJ Carlissimo? <laughs> I keep not looking at the wrong time. Oh, I don't, look, I, that might, I don't know. I he look, look he looks a little too old to be yep, Carlissimo to me. But he, that beard is so. No, that's not him. He 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 would have been at Seton Hall at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Nice photo, by the way. <laughs> the first time I've seen him smiling. <laughs> Usually he's yelling. Yeah, oh, he's from Scranton. Whoa. Ah. Is that is that the Scranton from the office? Which is why he really yeah, is the same one, yeah. That is the same, same one. one, yes. Nice. They keep having to. We swear to God, golf is coming. I promise. <laughs> I swear to God, we don't turn off. Everything will be okay. <laughs> Please stick with us. Golf is coming. We yes. swear. <laughs> yeah, really hope Mark Bedagle doesn't make the shot. Golf is coming. <laughs> hey, Curtis. The uh, the sponsor of the Heritage is the Royal Bank of Canada. So how do you? Uh, 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 Oh how, my god! How does that like, uh, wait? Like in 1986 or right now? Uh, since 2012. Oh, okay, well that's uh, yeah. It's still bad down there, but you know it's got a little less. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> I just like. I'm the sure idea. in 86 it was like you know Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> Probably yes. I don't know. Maybe they would keep it a little oh, classier than that. The but if it had been the NASCAR race, definitely. Oh god, yeah. I guess they were still calling no, it the Winston, this, Winston Cup then. So it was the Winston Cup, yeah. That's I, right. My dad was a huge. My dad was a huge racing fan growing up, so I always like. I just I didn't know that Winston was cigarettes. I just thought that's sponsored like NASCAR. Yeah, there's yeah, a guy funny. named Winston. Yes. Yeah, like right. Like, I just yeah. didn't know, and like Kodiak, like the chewing tobacco. I just thought that was like a bear or something. They just called <laughs> it Kodiak. Like, Good old. Yeah, I love it. All my little. Uh, I have like all these old like like figures and all these old cars and all these old like models. They're all just like cigarettes. Like that's all my my childhood was was like racing cars that were like I didn't know I was like whatever. 
all these uh, cigarette companies trying to sell to you, you need to know. Well, exactly. well there you go. Choke camel trying to get at me, but you know, I don't smoke, so well, it didn't win. Good, yeah, good for you, Rich. Yeah. A good old deer program. I kept the straight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, I don't know if Rainus would know what the D.A.R.E. program is, but D.A.R.E. is it basically, it's like, you know, uh, just say no to drugs thing from the 80s, sort of the Nancy Reagan. Uh, yeah, was, I was about to say, Jason remembers Nancy Reagan coming to school. And- <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do remember Nancy Reagan coming to school. He remembers when Gerald Ford came to his school to try to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald came to his college. To tell them. <laughs> oh, wait, here comes MJ. There we go. Oh. Wait. He got fouled. Oh, this bomb. What a bomb. Yeah. Oh. Got fouled, yeah. Oh, what so, a... Sort of a, a fan of... Oh, it's an Albuck's happy. A Kale's yeah. face. <laughs> Third kill's not happy about it. Actually, he kind of did have a smile on his face, but... Just some fantastic Kevin McHale armpit close-ups. Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> enjoy that, yes. Yeah, I don't feel like we get unsightly body hair in the NBA these days uh, too much. It's either cover up or... Yeah, I guess right, Andre Drummond. Yeah, I guess that is a notable exception. Uh, that's it. This is second year Michael Jordan all alone at the foul line taking these free throws. Yeah. He's got to make this as in his overtime. Yeah. I can feel the narrative. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Got a fist pump the there. The typewriters are loud. <laughs> yes. And the Heritage Classic up. is put on hold. Yeah. Yeah, goddamn. I, mean, I, I wonder about this. The, the league did, definitely did not want this. <laughs> like, we know the TV networks were not rigging this because they wanted this game over as soon as possible. Yeah. Maybe with Jordan and the Celtics. Well, maybe with the Celtics being involved in the game, they were okay with it. But That's true, yeah. Yeah. Wait, if it had been this eight, is interesting. MJ was definitely behind the three-point line, but they only gave him yeah, why? Points. Yeah, right, right. I thought I missed something. No, that that was a thing back in the 80s, right? If if you fouled a three-point shooter, it was only two free throws. Oh, I'm pretty sure about that's, that. You're right. I think that, oh, that, that I changed oh. um, at some point. I'm trying to remember when that was, but that's right. I, I forgot. Well, talk about a rule because MJ was cold as ice. He would have made that third one if yeah. they gave it to him. Yeah, it d- definitely didn't make any sense, but yeah, that, that was a thing back then. Yeah. Maybe that was compromised to get the uh, three-point rule uh through maybe Red Auerbach was not going to do it unless you know you only made the made two <laughs> shots off of a off of a foul. Yeah, if I can hear Red those... Auerbach. First the three point line, what the hill next? Using like a rainbow basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, next, next to be one in individual towels for all the players. <laughs> I wonder if it is for Arbach being cheap that everyone has to share a towel. You know, like maybe maybe in every other arena they actually had like you know you know decent. We only got one but... towel in this whole arena. Yes. Share right. <laughs> I'll share it. Yeah. Sorry guys, we just don't have the budget for extra towels. <laughs> yeah. Should have got some from the hotel you stayed in last. <laughs> I still steal hotel towels. I'm Whoa! I have no shame. I have no shame. Souvenirs, souvenirs. <laughs> like, there's always good towels. Like, yeah. You know? basketball there's no better towels than like a sweet hotel towel all right Corzine just beasted on the board so there we go and we get some space in Corzine standing at the three-point line yeah <laughs> no he actually does yeah I, I noticed that a little bit earlier in the day he, he did that yeah. he just well Stan Alba coached, coached in the uh, ABA so he knows the value of spacing that's yeah, true absolutely. I don't know if were the um, were oh, the Spurs, 
Were the Spurs much of a three-point shooting team, obviously relative to the times in the uh, early 80s when Albeck coached there? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think so because Iceman definitely didn't take any threes. Yeah. They had, they had Mike Bratz, so back then it was all about just having this one guy who could shoot. So I, I guess relatively they, they were one because, yeah, Mike Bratz was one of the first guys who, who did take threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were obviously, you know, you know. I mean, they were fast-paced. They scored a lot. They were, you know, known for uh, producing points and, and pace. I didn't know if they. Uh, oh, Angie, it's lay up there. I didn't. I didn't know how much they actually spread it out. Obviously, yeah, not very few teams were doing much of any of that uh, until you know the late eighties. But anyway, yeah, the, just the, main, the, the main guys were, were inside inside the three-point line, like Gervin, Mike Mitchell, um, Johnny Moore, but. Yeah, all you all you need is one shooter to be a three point heavy three point heavy team back then. Yes, definitely. I wonder so how to look it up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you you go worse. That make one point. Well, I was just gonna say I was I wanted to look it up because they just said Jordan uh, had fifty six here. His career high at that point was fifty four. I passed that fifty six. I wanted to see how many other times he got that in his career. It's actually, ten other times that he got fifty six points in, the, in playoffs or regular season as well. So. They also noted he bypassed. Uh, bypassed. He passed over uh, Bob Love in terms of the Bulls' playoff single game record. Yes, that'd be a fascinating game to watch. Bob Love getting like, you know, fifty six points or 50. fifty four points. Yeah, whatever he had. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's. I think the, he at about this point he passes Havlicek on the all time playoff list. I think he beats Love in the all time Bulls list because I think I think he's going yeah. up the. Uh, all-time playoff list. Obviously, Baylor at sixty-one is the uh, is the leader up until uh, this point. And Robert Parrish and Paxton were about to dance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure that would have gone well for Paxton. So no, I mean, literally, like they're holding each other's arms after the foul and just looking yeah. at each other's eyes like they're about to go like ball. Yeah, but nice. <laughs> um, so uh, so uh, Jason Palumbo at Double Dribble WP wants uh, to know um, who who do we think will break this thirty uh, old record of um, scoring the most points in a playoff game? Who do you think is the most likely a guy to uh, to do it? Well, it definitely has to be a three point shooter, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, one James of the Harden. Golden State guys. Yeah, James Harden or one of the Golden State guys, I could see. Yeah. Because you need to get a lot of free throws, too. Like, Jordan has 19 free throws in this game, too. I think that's an important aspect of it as well, because... Like, you see, like... But then the playoffs, like, these days in the playoffs, like, teams really do adjust to kind of shut some some guys down. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess Golden State, because they just have so many options that it's, it's, you know, you really can't key on one guy. Uh, I mean, eventually, I'm sure you would, and they have so... The other thing is that... They have so many guys that they're not just going to go to one guy, you know, with the exception of something like that's, yeah, with, with like right. Clay Thompson. But that's probably not going to happen in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Harden's a pretty good uh, guesser. Russ, obviously, I mean, Russ is kind of the you know when he's got everything going, it's just really even if you can, yeah. he's really hard to stop. I mean, I'm not saying it's super. I, just, I feel like his his ceiling. I feel like Russ's ceiling is always like upper 40s, 50 points. I don't think he's ever getting 60 points. He yeah, just, it's just so much effort for him. Yeah. To get. 
even that. But like, yeah, because he has to do so so many other things. Yeah, that that's a fair point. I mean, I, I, if he's, oh. it, it's kind of like you know, Wilt got a hundred because of how for one of the reasons is because of how well he shot from the free throw line. I feel like if Russ has one of the the right kind of three point nights, he, he could potentially do it. But I think you're right. Sixty is a little ambitious. Like fifty ish, yeah, yeah I, is possible. But yeah, I, I I would honestly, I'd probably put Harden as the closest, just because I could see a scenario where he shoots like thirty free throws in a game or whatever. But like. Because I don't think you're going to be able to do it just simply on, you know, on the court production, you know, in the flow of the game production. I don't know. Well, well, the Bulls have a four-point lead now. Yeah, probably gonna probably gonna lock it down here. Yeah, definitely gonna lock this down here. Stan Allbuck's also, gonna drop a nice. <laughs> also, I say George Gervin showed a little enthusiasm when Jordan made his last shot. They showed him on the bench and he gave like a little fist pump. Oh, okay. there you go. Good. Even the Iceman's heart melted a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And a Celtic pride sign in the crowd. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, uh, Dan Aykroyd out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was Daniel Stern the other guy in that? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Yes, played for the Utah <laughs> oh, Jazz. Yeah. yeah. I um I think I may have seen that movie when I was a uh, I, I well I guess it would have been a teenager when I saw the movie. I'm not sure why I watched it, but I did. So I recall it not being I, good. I saw it like three years ago. Still not good. I saw it when it came out. Have not seen it since. But. Yeah, the same for me. But I, I remember every detail, it. and I, I don't have plans on seeing it anytime soon. So we should do one of these for for Celtic Pride, or I don't know. The, the, <laughs> oh the, the my god! Yes. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I'm I'm game. We'll, we'll have to find, we'll find the right. Uh, well, I, I was thinking the fish you say Pittsburgh, but um, you know oh. some, something along those lines. Or white man can't jump would also be that's uh, uh, an actually good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen to the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, we just listen yeah. to the Space Jam soundtrack and react to it. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I don't want to be willing. I don't want to like force myself to watch Space Jam. That's yeah, I don't want to watch Space. I don't want to watch Space Jam. Even to make yeah, fun of it, I, I wonder. Yeah. Just have a couple of drinks. It'll be all right. Yeah. And also asks, uh, what's with Orlando Woolridge? I could never tell if he was good or just a stat guy. Uh, anyone with strong opinions on Orlando Woolridge here? Uh, I have an opinion. I don't know if it's strong. Fair enough. What's your opinion? <laughs> like, I mean, he seemed like he was a. Empty stack. Oh, and I won't say empty stack guy, but it's like he can score the basketball. It's like he, it's like he always scored twenty points. He was on a team that wasn't that good, so I feel like when he was with the Lakers, that was probably his optimal situation. Where it's like he scores, you know, ten to fifteen points, but he's coming off the bench doing that. I don't think he should have been a starter. In the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he had the tools to do more than just kind of be a volume scorer. Like he looked like he had some length and you know could get some rebounds and some, you know, and and do a few other things other than just Traveling score. Outside, yeah, yeah. I I don't have any strong like, Woolrich opinions either. Yeah, I feel like he just got caught in between eras. I feel like if he was you know five years older, he'd probably be like a really effective player. But in this, you can like I said earlier, you know, the second Jordan comes in, he's basically just like, oh man, like I. I, 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 I
he could have just sort of fit in as like a high energy forward, like kind of a little bit more of what what, right. what Horace Grant would bring, you know, with a little bit, maybe a little more offense. Um, you know, but asking a guy who's a veteran at that point to, to do that may have been difficult, despite you know, obviously being with the brilliance of Jordan. But I honestly, I, I kind of think that. Um, Jordan must have hated the team that uh, must have hated this team for the most part because there are, with few exceptions, there are not a lot of guys who seem like he, there would have been a whole lot of fun to uh, for him to play with with the attitudes that he would have kind of liked. I mean, there's some pros there. You know, obviously Oakley and Corazine are pretty good pros, even though Oakley's a rookie. But um, and, and Paxson, but for the at least half the team, it seems like they have drug problems. So that's obviously not an ideal situation. Yeah, and and that's probably the thing because in, in a way, I, I think. Borges might be better than people sort of remember him because uh, I think I think the highlight of his career is the 84 dunk contest and sort of the fact that he averaged 20. But he, he actually had a decent jumper to him and then and, and he 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 definitely could score. But uh, obviously this is somewhat of reckless speculation. But probably probably the drugs got into his way and he sort of bounced around some average teams after that. There's the Lakers thing, but other than that, it, I. He was on the best head Nuggets, who gave up like 150 <laughs> points per game, and then yeah, the right, right. New Jersey Nets. So it's it's probably would have suited him best if he actually kind of stuck around the Bulls as they got more professional and uh, got more grown-up guys. Yeah, yeah, I really think he would have been. I think he should have been playing for the Lakers in the early 80s. Yeah, like, basically just. Be happy, get 20 minutes, and you can feed you the ball, you get your buckets, and five a lot of players that, can, that would do well to do that. Uh, but it's yeah. not just Orlando. Yeah. I mean, if he'd have been able to, if he'd have been drafted by a, a you know, a, a good team right away and had, you know, but kind of learned good habits and, you know, ha- had a strong culture, maybe avoid the drugs although with LA that's probably pretty hard but you know if he had kind of gotten <laughs> if he had gotten into the right situation right away that he might have been a guy who could have made it based on that rather than you know being joining the Bulls when they're a mess and then by the time you know they have they have Jordan you know he's kind of locked into the path that he's locked into and and this is probably underrating James Worthy a bit because he was one heck of a player but uh, you you could definitely see Woolridge fitting in that role he he definitely had the tools that that Worthy did but uh, not the personality apparently sure oh Dave's bringing it up yeah he sure is (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god oh my god God. (laughs) yeah choker Oh, this guy, this Jordan guy, I tell you, man, kills coaches. What a choker. Yeah. Can't win the big one. I don't know about this guy. I mean, he can score a lot Never. of points, but if his team's not winning, then really. Right. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it doesn't mean a thing without the ring, if if I do say so myself. So. Yes. He'll never be like Bird or Magic. No, I mean, ne- yeah. Definitely not. There's that guy that uh, Curtis pointed out with the sweet hair, like the sweet, like. Oh, Jimmy Rogers. Oh, the Greaser. No, DeGreaser, yeah, not like, cause he's not like the, the mob boss, but he's oh. like the third guy that's like standing around the mob boss, like that's perfect. There you go. Yeah, this Jordan guy, I mean, I tell you, man. Yeah. Can't find the yeah. open guy. Oh, there he is. Yeah. All high, no substance. Yeah. The hair just clapped. We promised the hair, <laughs> the hair just is coming. coming. <laughs> Hold on to your flag. Not alarmed by all the black men. We promised all this coming soon. Mel- Melchiori is the uh, name. Is the, that's it. Yeah. 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 What a, that's a great name, too, for that. Yeah. Place. Similar to Melchioni, of course, but not uh, 
but uh, not quite the same. <laughs> if that were Bill Melchiotti, he would have fallen pretty far in his uh, in his life. Uh. Bill Melchiotti's a cool dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You uh, that's right. You uh, you got to meet a lot of the uh, a lot of the the seventy six seventy six seventy six. Yeah. Anything you can say about that? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, not yet, but he was a cool guy. Cool. Oh wow, heard almost half that. Yeah. He's pissed about it too. Yeah. By the way, did you guys already touch on Quinn and Daly before I was on? Do we know where he's he's during this game? Is he in the arena? We briefly touched on that. We, he did not play at all in the game, and we don't think he showed up. So yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know. I, we know if it's absence. Yes, I. I. Um. I mean, I, I'm. If I recall correctly, I think he may have um, been suspended from the team at this point. Or yeah, yeah not playing February. Right. I'm, I'm looking up his game log right now. He uh, by February he was off the team and, and never came back. So okay, I thought. Yeah, for, for some reason I thought. I know they talked about bringing him back. The the, um, the In All Airness podcast did a great um, series. Uh, I mean, they've, they've been going through Jordan's. You know, they've gone through Jordan's first two seasons. They did a great job breaking down the '85 season, talking about what Jordan was up to and what the Bulls were up to, and other stuff as well. And I, in Daily is a you know constant um, story during that season, just because of the drug issues and stuff and the the talent that he had. But yeah, I mean, he had a he had a lot of problems even before then. And that's that's kind of the thing because I, I know that Adam definitely definitely has has gone down the storyline, but I, I can't I can't really remember it. Yes, but despite the good great job he has done with, with the series, because <laughs> there are there's so just, much. There, yeah, there's just so much going on from broadcasters gearing up for games and then joining teams to to whatever Quinton's up in between between contests. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth. Uh, have we gotten into the Jordan injury, um, like the, just the, that whole situation, and um, the fact that uh, you know he basically fought with uh, Reinsdorf and Kraus about um, you know getting playing time when he returned, and there was a whole to do about his minister. Rich, did you get into that yet? Yeah, we we hadn't, I hadn't talked about it yet, but here's kind of a little bit of background for people that don't know. Uh, it was this, uh, October 29th. He went down with what they thought was a mild uh, injury, a mild ankle injury, and ended up being a broken bone in his left foot. I was out for months. Anyway, uh, he left and went home to North Carolina. Uh, Jordan said he could rehab better back home. The Bulls asked him to stay with the team. He refused. And this would, of course, just be the beginning of all the uh, trouble that they ended up uh, going through. Uh, back in North Carolina, uh, he started playing pickup games like way earlier than anybody thought. Even the Bulls, uh, their team doctors, and even his agent, David Falk, were kind of shocked that he was still playing games uh, that early. On uh, March 13th, they had a conference call. It was Jordan, the doctors, and the Bulls management. Uh, the doctors advised Jordan, uh, basically like everybody else had, to sit out the entire season. Uh, the Bulls also kind of privately had ideas of him sitting out the entire season. They wanted a high draft pick. Uh, Brad Doherty was on the board, and he was a guy they looked at of uh, drafting and pairing with Jordan that they really in- enjoyed doing. But uh, Jordan wanted to come back uh, really badly. So, uh, and of course, in those days, uh, what Jordan wanted, Jordan got. Unfortunately, uh, you know, um, he returned March 15th. Against the Bucks, the the Bulls had won three straight before Jordan's return, and then um, when he came back, they lost five straight. Uh, teammates began to complain that he was disrupting their chemistry, so it was kind of a uh, terrible situation 
Uh, Albeck was caught in the middle of all of it. He um, Jordan wanted to play more. Uh, and he wanted to stay in to finish games, but they kind of gave him a minutes limit. So Albeck was in this really weird spot. Uh, and unfortunately, it ended up being kind of the end of Albeck uh, for the Bulls because April 9th, he uh, uh, he allowed uh, Jordan to play 14 minutes per half. Uh, the Bulls had just come from behind with Jordan scoring uh, 15 fourth quarter points. Uh, Jordan's minute allotment had ran out with about 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, Albeck lifted Jordan from the game for Kyle Macy. Jordan was furious, screaming at Albeck to leave him in. Yeah, basically that was sort of the end for Albeck and, um, you know, uh, he got into it with Kraus and it was just, it was bad feelings. I mean, the, the, you know, Jordan went publicly with his anger at, um, at, you know, at the juries. They had to sit down and have a summit about it and, uh, and at that point, it actually, you know, theoretically would have been better for the Bulls to, you know, they finished 32 and 50. So their record was really bad. And theoretically, you know, at that point, the lottery, they had a one in seven chance of getting the first pick. So they, you know, you know, getting Brad Doherty obviously would have uh, been tremendously good for them. And obviously things turned out OK eventually for the Bulls. But, um, you know, we wouldn't have gotten this, but the Bulls potentially could have had um well, I, I guess I, now I think about it, um, Cleveland got Brad Doherty, and Cleveland was the team they were battling with for the uh, eighth seed. So I guess it, you know if it had worked out the same, they would have gotten Brad right. Doherty in that, uh, which I hadn't thought about before. Oh, they the stole that is. basket from Corzine. Oh, <laughs> traveling baskets! No. Get the Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway. They yeah, took it away great. from. Oh man, it's a shame. The thing I'm, I'm wondering about is, is there really any, any other example in North American sports where a, a superstar of, of Jordan's caliber was held back and, you know, couldn't play the, 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 the final parts of games because he already had, had reached his minutes limit? Yeah. Because it's certainly nothing I've heard uh, anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously, you know, there there's minutes limits here and there, but... Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, that was just a, a baffling situation. Obviously, put his coach in a, a bad thing. I mean, I, I guess, with, like, with 30 seconds left, that seems like a really weird uh, decision to make. Like, adding the extra 30 seconds doesn't seems like a, violating the spirit of that rule. But, I mean, I, right. that may and, have been like, just a terrible situation, too. Because he's in the situation where I'm sure there were games where he probably left Jordan in too long. And management said, oh, you can't leave him in. You can only play X minutes. So, like kind of an F you to the management. I'm sure he said, well, you know, hey, there's 30 seconds left. Like, I got to take him out. He's at his limit. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a lot of that, a lot of jaw jack between the two. All the different uh, let's not forget the Bulls had, like, you know, similar nonsense going, like, 25 years later with Joakim Noah and, uh, oh, my God, Vinny Del Negro and Tom Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they, were, they would play guys, like, a minute or two over the limits restriction, and then uh, Paxson and Foreman just get pissed off and yeah, the Bulls have a long history with finish restrictions and coaching troubles. Yeah, they, they do. And <laughs> issues with medicals and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, the, the, Lowell Deng almost died. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, Lowell yeah. fine. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. You're, you're, you're dead. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the dysfunction around it was, you know, because obviously, we're, you know, I think we're pretty familiar with the, uh, you know, the Jordan and Kraft stuff later in the 90s. And that's been well documented. But I didn't realize it dated back to 86. I mean. It makes sense given who's involved in the organization, but it just was um, a bit of a surprise. And and what's really weird is that uh, let's say that uh, Chicago would have uh, tanked down down the end of the season and would have gotten a higher pick. That's that's the 
infamous draft of of you either get Len Bias or there's Chris Washburn, um, William Bedford. I, well, I don't know whether it would have yeah, benefited that year, uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah, some, that, some real drug yeah. problems there, unfortunately. Yeah, other than Doherty, that's uh, <laughs> that probably would not have that could definitely have worked not worked out well for them. And there's Roy Tarpley as well. I'm, I'm, I opened up the list right now. Boy, some tough luck there. And obviously, yeah, I mean, the Celtics are going to win a championship uh, this season. Spoiler alert. And yeah, um, <laughs> I know. Is we'll that how through the center? God damn it. <laughs> uh, as we were staring at a 131-131 game. Um, and then, if, you know, they have a chance to extend that by getting, you know, Lynn Bias is the number two overall pick. And, you know, he overdoses the next day and, you know, tremendous loss for, uh, uh, you know, for the team and for him and his family, obviously. Um, but just a, um, you know, was a, a situation where, you know, because of that, the Celtics, you know, they come back with this, with this, the same team next year, but have less depth and injuries, you know, kind of keep them from continuing that, uh, you know, their great run into the late 80s. I mean, they, they were still a very good team even into the early 90s, but, it, you know, it, obviously the injuries and stuff and the age took their toll. And then there's Reggie Lewis. Yeah, and Reggie Lewis, of course, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. That's <laughs> a Let's, let's give a shout out to Jerry Schiesting. Uh He's he's made two big shots down. Yeah, he is. Here. It's true. Yes, he is. Uh, he he's played uh, very well. Uh, the um, the oh, what's uh, the the Glenn McDonald uh, honorary uh, guy coming off oh. the uh, Celtics uh, guy coming off the bench and making a big play and Parrish making a big shot there. Yeah, that's the killer. Yeah, P- puts him up four with like five seconds left. Yes, we will not be oh, denied. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Trash even, talking on the scoreboard. Yeah, what a very specific <laughs> scoreboard message. That was. <laughs> even if Chicago would have had three point shots, I, I guess you can just foul them and they would only get two. So kind of tough to get back from that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that really did change uh, end of game uh, situations. Uh... Oh. And who could have forced the towel? Yeah, Jordan and Pair should be teammates. Ah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny how many former uh, rivals of Jordan ended up playing with him. You know, between obviously Rodman and uh, and Parrish and John Sally, and uh, I feel like there was a couple of others. Uh, Who Edwards? Oh yeah, and Edwards. Yes, just uh, the random enemies that he vanquished. Uh, come join him for you know to get uh, a ring at Byron the end. Russell. Can't forget Byron Russell. <laughs> yeah, there cool. you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, the Wizards. Oh god, I forgot Byron Russell was on the. I was wondering what the hell you were talking about. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. why was he still on that team? Yeah, dear god. <laughs> it was MJ and Fred step by that point. Yes. Oh god. I guess MJ also played until 2009 with the Los Angeles Lightning. Oh my lord, I did not know he had this little. There you go. Huh. I'm shocked by that. Ooh, doubleheader next Sunday. Yep. Two, two basketball <laughs> All during games. the day. Yeah. All like mid-afternoon. Like. Hey, hey. I missed that. Yeah, like, those, was, the those were nice. games coming on at like noon. Yeah. No, I, 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 like, yeah, I'm Jesus Christ. I can't even make it through the end of games now. 
Uh, did I fall asleep all the time during games? Like, I used to love, like, in high school, like, my favorite thing was, like, the West Coast games. Like, man, I haven't watched a West Coast game. It's like, like, I fall asleep in the second quarter every single time now. It sucks. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm still awake. That's why I feel like, 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 I'll see how long I can last. Yeah. But, like... Oh, battle of Corzine. Yeah. Or, I feel like you should have waited Corzine to get a better inbounder than take Corzine. Like, you know. Far be it for me to say who you should inbound it to. Seasting yeah. getting having a discussion with the ref. The ref like, who looks like he could play for the Boston Celtics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the right color, that's for sure. Oh God, a war history. Oh, yeah. yes. oh. <laughs> that was. Oh, oh, man. Oh. oh, Jordan is so pissed. Like he, he just walked yeah. over and said, "He's like, you're <laughs> not resigning Orlando next year." <laughs> There you go. And then he hugs Larry Bird afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Loser. <laughs> that guy's that, that little ball. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, is that guy in the suit, the gray suit? Look, the filler light player of the game. Yeah. Oh, 63 points, five, uh, five rebounds, six assists. Pretty good game from Jordan. Not too bad. All right. You know. hot, nah, hot take time. That shouldn't be the record. He got overtime. Elgin Baylor got a 61 in regulation. <laughs> You're right. All right. Well, That's fa- right. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, he's having asterisks by that game. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll put we'll put in, in the official uh, Pro Hoops history uh, over and back um, a record book. We will have our uh, asterisk on it. So, oh, that's just a stir some controversy. Jordan sixty three wasn't that good. He needed right. five extra minutes to get there. Yes. Oh, all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining in. Thanks for being patient uh, on our technical difficulties, Rainus and. Uh, Hopefully everyone uh, managed to uh, enjoy this and checked it out and uh, and and enjoyed it. So um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know anything else, Rich. Uh, not much. No, this is always fun to do. I mean, it's a Christmas episode, so it's kind of supposed to be just fun and wild. So yeah. I think we, I think we achieved that here. So I, I, I don't I'm, know if anybody's gonna like it, but I enjoyed it, so I don't really care. All right. Well, <laughs> it's it's really meant for us and not for the listeners. So, but hopefully the <laughs> listeners enjoyed it. As well, so <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of Dave Corzine talks. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah if you're in Dave Corzine, I mean, you can't find a better place. If yeah. you're in Dave Corzine, Mike Schmerk, and um, who the hell? Uh, Gene, Banks. The Gene Banks. Gene Banks. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we got to do, reach the right place phrase, too. <laughs> It's yeah. the save the president plays. <laughs> oh, pres- I've used that forever now. That is yeah. a fantastic <laughs> addition to the lexicon. That I, I would, would have though. Would Gene Banks would have wanted to save Reagan though? Uh, that's a fair point. Yeah, maybe he would not. have wanted to, but yeah, but he would have had to. His yeah. duty as an American. Oh. Yeah, he's the company man. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yeah. He puts country first. Yeah, I don't it. mean I don't think Clint Eastwood wanted to save the president in, in the line of fire, but you know he willing to do it because it was it was his job, you know. They're fun. Yeah. Sounds exactly like Gene Banks. Yeah, <laughs> Gene Banks has got a job to do. All right, <laughs> all right, he's gonna do it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, uh, signing off at least on the recording. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back again soon.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.